wreak havoc. Beat beat this mad traffic. Sneak and lavish. People speak and leak it to the maverick. He see it as just another felony drug arrest. Any day could be the one he picked the wrong thug to test. Slug through the vest. Shot in the street for pulling heat on a father who babies gotta eat. Dug deep. Well, maybe not too deep into my discography. Discography? Discography. However you say it. Pulled out an absolute banger. Mad Villain. Strange Ways. MF Doom. Awesome track. Awesome album. If you don't know who MF Doom is, I, I'm not even going to speak to that. But friggin' I'm recording. Un unpause my music, please. Unpause the Mad Villain. And when they get hungry, it ain't shit funny. Paid to interfere with how gonna cast a very, very uh I don't I don't know. This is gonna be a an interesting game in FC East. Uh does anyone care pause the music again? Does anyone care about the NFC East? I'm not gonna lie to you. Like the only team that I was like excited for and was interested in was the Cowboys because I was like, you know, I feel I feel like the I felt like the Cowboys, they had a shot with Dak Prescott, and if their defense played average, I felt like they could be a contender because their offense was going to put up like 30 points a game every single game. But uh, that was a disaster on Monday, as I expertly predicted. So I'm not, I'm interested in this game to see Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz play, but other than that, I'm not really interested in the actual outcome of this game. I do have the Eagles winning it. I don't think I said it on Tuesday. I'm saying it now. I think the Eagles will win this football game. I would be very surprised if Carson Wentz loses it, actually. Damn, I should have probably picked the Giants. I'll pause my music. Leviathan, my friend. Interestingly weird podcast. I'm going to talk about a whole bunch of different stuff other than the game because uh, I don't know how interesting the game is going to be. But I like usually this matchup, I'll, I'll get into it after my intro. Ladies and gentlemen, this is this is 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. Interesting podcast coming up for you. Very, very short. It's like making a soldier drop his weapon, shoot them, and telling them to get the stepping. Obviously, they came to portion up his fortune. Sounds to me like that old robbery extortion. Bars. Absolute bars. You know, first and foremost, uh, my internet is shot, so I can't do anything on my internet. So, watching uh, Carson Wentz do his thing. Um, I'm, I'm, these two teams in the NFC East, man, especially the Eagles, I feel like whoever comes out of the NFC East, whether it's the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Washington football team, like this is one of those years where it's like, you know, you want to be a playoff team, but you also want to win football games. So I don't, I don't know if coming out of the NFC East this year, cause at the very least, like Dallas and I remember I was reading an article about it today. Hold on. My computer just gave me the black screen error. I don't know what the fuck is going on with my computer recently. But it has been acting like a complete cunt over the last couple of weeks. Or over the last week where it's just like... It's given me a whole host of problems. Like the performance is the exact same. But it's like... 
you know, internet connection issues, this, um, this like weird thing where it like reads that my computer has disconnected from my second monitor and it absolutely is not and internet issues and like, oh my God, it's just like, it's just like one of the most obnoxious things that I've had to experience production wise. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, but you probably don't care that much about it. Hopefully it doesn't affect the podcast that much, besides me obviously complaining about it. But it's like the NFC East is like one of those teams, one of those divisions, like right now I feel like nobody, maybe not nobody, but like I don't think anybody coming out of this division really matters in the playoffs. Again, except for Dallas if they had Dak Prescott. But um, like none of these teams, it like let's say the Eagles don't don't go to the playoffs, like, Giants and Washington aren't making it out of the first round. Eagles aren't making it out of the first round. I would, I, I don't know who the seventh seed is in the conference, but I'm pretty sure that seventh seed will beat up on any NFC East team. I mean, I think the NFC East right now has the least amount of wins out of all of the divisions. So, and I, by the way, like, I think they're giving up, like, the highest points, uh, they have some of the worst defenses, the worst offenses, you know, like like just bad numbers overall, bad rankings overall. And usually that's not the case. Usually the NFC East is competitive, but but like a little bit dysfunctional. This year it's just like undisturbingly dysfunctional, like something that I haven't seen in like twenty plus years. Because usually like like usually the NFC East and I and there's this phrase that gets tossed up. Usually the NFC East beats up on the NFC East. And uh, it kind of has, but um, to the extent where it's like there's some parody in it, you know, and there kind of is, but it's not good parody. It's not like, you know, oh, there's a couple of teams that are like that that have winning records or that are 500, but it's like every single team has a losing record, which is like unheard of. I think it's like the first time that it's happened in the into the in the entire, uh, excuse me, history of the NFL. But again, it's going to be interesting to see what Carson Wentz can do because I think at this point, without Dak Prescott in the uh, in the division, I think he's the best quarterback in the conference, or not in the conference, in the division, as he does not get a quarterback sneak on third and one. And yikes! <laughs> I'm like, yikes! Like easiest play ever. I don't know where he's going. Just go forward, Carson, and. His offensive line just doesn't block well. Yeah. Yeah. It's fourth and one out. By the way, by the way, um, the Eagles they have fans in their stadium. They definitely have fans in their stadium. So uh, if they don't get this, expect to hear a rain of booze. I don't think Lane Johnson is playing too. By the way, or is that Lane Johnson? Yeah, that's Lane Johnson. I think he was trying to give it a go. I think because he's definitely hurt. The entirety, by the way, of the NFC East hurt. Like, disturbingly so. Especially the Cowboys, where I think they have the most players on IR, like, in the NFL. Or they used to. Or technically, they've they've had the most players on IR in the NFL this year. So, I mean, Carson Wentz, the coverage was there. He's just going to run for the first down on fourth down. Yep. But yeah, I always say this, like, good quarterbacks beat up on bad divisions, like, or I don't always say it, but I'm going to start saying it, like, good quarterbacks beat up on bad divisions, and this is a bad division right now, 
And I hate saying that because I love the NFC East because of the parity and the competitiveness. Like, there's some, like, there's a reason why, like, if you probably go on to, like, primetime games, for example, there's going to be a lot of NFC East games on there. Jalen Hurts, it seems like, is on the field right now. The, the second round, like, I remember a week after, or not a week after, but, like, during Jalen, oh my god, that was a terrible play. I remember um during the draft, right, people were like, oh, they're going to use Jalen Hurts like Taysom Hill. It's like, I haven't watched a ton of Eagles football. I think this is going to be my second or third game. Watch them on Sunday night. Watch them against some team. Oh, yeah, and they, on the Jalen Hurts play, on the read option play, they got a false start. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Jalen Hurts and the Eagles and how they use him in specific packages and stuff like that, but, like, he wasn't worth the second-round draft pick. Sorry, wasn't. I love Jalen Hurts. I think he could develop into a fantastic quarterback for you. But, um, yeah, like, like I, I, I don't know why they drafted him at that, like, at, at, at that position in the second round to use as, like, this gadget quarterback that's not going to throw, that's going to run the read option. When you can run the read option with Carson Wentz, it's like, what? I don't know. I don't get it. But, yeah, the NFC East right now, some of the best games I've ever seen in my entire life have been NFC East games because the division, again, just despises one another. Some of the, like, the best, some of the best sports rivalry rivalries, like, of all time. Eagles and Cowboys. Cowboys and Washington. Giants and Eagles. Like, Giants and Cowboys. Like, Cowboys versus everybody. Like, are in this division. Like, this division is filled with winners, and right now, they're just losing a lot. They're extremely dysfunctional. You know? So, yeah, it kind of sucks. But um, I remember I, I constantly see this, like, and, and again, the NFC East is, like, the most broadcast, one of the most broadcast divisions uh, in, in all of football. But um, with the NFC East, I watch this division play, and it's, like, not even this division play, but I, like, because the NFC East is in the NFC East, I've seen, like, way too many people come out and be like, oh, yeah, the NFC East sucks, let's dissolve all divisions. And I'm like, dude, when the NFC East was hot, and the AFC South, or the NFC South, or any of these other shitty divisions, or not shitty divisions, but traditionally shitty divisions were shitty, uh, you didn't see me complaining about it, you didn't see me complaining where I had to see the garbage 49ers play, because I was like, this is just going to pass, if they're a good team, if they're a good organization, they'll be able to win enough games, they'll be able to fix their dysfunctionality, and they did, and it's like, you know, it's it just an ebb and a flow of things. By the way, Carson Wentz and the Eagles, they are all the way down inside of the Giants, like, one-yard line. They should score on, on this drive. It's still the first possession of the game, by the way. It's a read option keeper with Carson Wentz for a touchdown. All right. <clears throat> Let me fast forward through uh, the touchdown celebration. Oh, yeah, by the way, um, let me let me talk about this. I, I, I want to talk about a lot more than just the football game. I freaking... Um, I miss South Park, man. <laughs> I'm recording this at like almost midnight. So it's going to be like two o'clock when I get off. I miss South Park. I, I watched the presidential debate and all, and I had my popcorn popped 
because I, I broke my fast yesterday on Wednesday. I had like, I kid you not, I had a dozen tamales literally on my first day back. My first meal was a dozen tamales and some pistachios, dozen tamales. And uh, that's all I ate yesterday. Like I had them all in like one sitting and I kid you not, I was full for the entirety of the day. My body was trying to digest that. Probably going to eat tamales for the third straight day. They're delicious. Where I get them, they're delicious. They're fantastic. It's like every single time I eat them or every I ate them yesterday and I ate some today and I was like, well, like, like I thought I was going to be sick of them. And I'm like, no, I'm not sick of them at all. I'm sick of eating other foods already. It's like, I love tamales. But um, I popped my popcorn for the presidential debate. And all, when I was watching that, I was like, man, I cannot wait for South Park to come back because I cannot wait <laughs> for the skits and the in the in the goofs and the gaffes that they're going to have over the presidential elections, man. And what's been going on? I, will, will they will they have not the presidential elections, the presidential debates? I wonder if they're going to have an episode like right after the presidential election. Like, if that's when they're going to come out with another one. Because they haven't been coming out with them weekly. They had the pandemic special. And then um, that was it. And I was like, shrats. Like, I want I want them to have more. And it just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have more. And my computer just black screened again. Oh, boy. Sean Darius Slade Jr., get lit up shout out to everybody who said that he's going to be a lockdown corner he's one of the highest paid corners in the nfl by the way darius Slade jr byron jones way better by the way just saying just saying the eagles uh think about it like this you could have had byron jones instead of uh darius Slade jr no idea why you paid him like a top corner uh he's a great corner he's a good corner uh he's not one of the best corners in the nfl what are you doing I'm like, don't pay him 20. Like, they're giving him Byron Jones money. And I'm like, dude, and Byron Jones hasn't been healthy at all for the entirety of the season. But it's like, dude, Byron Jones, like, fuck, man. He's healthy. He's like, he's a freaking glove. He will cover you. Or an overcoat. He will cover whoever you put him on. Better analogy. I guess. Watching Daniel Jones and the Giants offense. Now, listen, man, a lot of people hate on Daniel Jones. I like Daniel Jones a lot, man. There's a lot to be desired about. Uh, not to be desired, excuse me. There's a lot to like about Daniel Jones. Plus, um, I don't like the Giants at all. Like, who's he supposed Like, can, can you name me a wide receiver on their active roster right now? Who's a, who's a wide receiver? Who's their running back? I know, I know who their wide receivers are. And that's the thing that scares me about, like, like the Giants. Because they, they're giving him not a lot of help. And it's like, I'm watching his offensive line, and I'm like, I don't know who those people are. And I'm watching his running backs, and I'm like, the running backs that they use, like, they have... I know Deion Lewis, former Patriot, former Tennessee Titan. I know who Deion Lewis is. The way that they use Deion Lewis is incorrect. He is a, I think, smaller version of James White. That's who he is, right? He's like a smaller version of James White. He's a running back that can essentially pass protect. Um, he, he's, a, he's a running back that can run, like, kind of good routes. 
things of that nature. He, he's like James White, and he can run the ball too. He can run the ball in between the tackles, kind of not as good as James White. He's, he's kind of a lesser version of James White. But when I watch him and how they use him, I'm like, you, you got to either put him out or you got to either, you know, you got to you got to use him as a wide receiver, you know, and they don't. Frick's sake. And the Giants, they run a pick play. Pick plays in the NFL are tricky. Because like they're they're way more hassle, like a straight up pick, like he picked the defender and it's like. Pick plays are way more hassle than they're worth. Like, you have to execute it properly, and it can be called both ways. I'm not a big fan of pick plays, you know. Daniel Jones is rolling to his right, and he's got a lot of room to run, but he just runs out of bounds on third and 13 after a after the pick play. They call the pick. They, like, they, they called, you know, they called the pick play, and it didn't work. It didn't work on two reasons. One, they got a penalty on the dude setting the pick. And then another reason why it didn't work was because he actually didn't get to get to the line again. Um, Evan Ingram ran a pretty fucking shallow route, a, a shallow crossing route, and um, because of that, he couldn't get like he when he caught the ball, he was significantly behind the first down marker. So it's like even if they didn't have a penalty be called on them, guess what? Still would have fucking be uh, short. Let me see it. Wow. Yeah. So they're showing a blunder on special teams, right? So they're showing one of the uh, the Giants players be uncovered as they're about to punt, and the kicker, not the kicker, the punter is asking like the sideline, hey, do you want me to still kick it because he's uncovered? And if I just throw it to him, it's a first down. And the uh, the dude, and, and they were like, yeah, throw it, right? And uh, the dude that was, uh, that, was, uh, that was uncovered, he didn't even look back. He just took off uh, and he didn't wreck. He didn't put two and two together. He's like, fuck, I'm uncovered. The Eagles aren't covering me. I should fucking like turn around because if I, because, you know, it's first down. But he didn't. And uh, they punted it away. And the Eagles got the ball. You know what I hate, by the way? Let me take a swig of my water and let me turn my chair. Wow, we're already 18 minutes in. We're already 18 minutes in and we're already five minutes. Um, we're already at the bottom of the like of the quarter. Like five minutes left in the first quarter. Hold on. Let me turn my chair. And let me also fix this stupid microphone stand i kid you not i'm gonna order a lot of shit on um on black friday cyber monday i am already like i you know i understand now why you have to spend a lot of money on a microphone stand maybe not a lot of money that's not a great way of describing the predicament i understand why you should get a good microphone stand because this one's already broken like I like it's wobbly. I literally only have to hold off for literally a month. But holy smokes, I'm uh, I'm not displeased with the product. I'm just like I'm just somebody and Carson Wentz is sacked. I'm just somebody who like 
moves this thing so much that if if it's not like movable, like this thing is supposed to not move, and if it's not movable, like the way if it doesn't like if it's not supposed to rotate 360 degrees and this microphone stand probably is not at least the way that I'm moving it. Um, I, I need something sturdier is what I'm trying to say. Anyways, um, you know, I'm watching Carson Wentz right now. He goes three and out, by the way. Watching Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. And by the way, the Eagles, they can potentially lose this football game. Uh, I'm watching Carson Wentz, by the way, and um, I'm sick of the excuses. I really am. I am so over. And I picked the Eagles to win this ball game. I should mention. I am over. He doesn't have any help. I'm over. He doesn't have anyone to throw the football to. I'm over it. I'm done with it. It's like, does he produce or not? Does he win games or not? Because I saw Daniel Jones with nobodies. And the only reason, by the way, I should mention this. The only reason why I know his players is because I follow his team in some of the play. Like I know Devontae Freeman, Evan Ingram. I know uh, Will Hernandez, one of the, I think he's the right guard. Like, I know the Giants players because they're Giants players, and I'm interested in the Golden Tates, uh, Slayton, uh, who else, Sterling Shepard. I know, not Sterling, I think that's Shannon's brother. Yeah, and Golden Tate, by the way, just caught a touchdown pass while being um, interfered with either by uh, the, yeah, the slot corner, by the way, who just got destroyed. He's running a seam route. Bang. And it's just a go ball, essentially, down the seam. And it's just like he gets interfered with, and I mean, it's a touchdown. I mean, it's just, and, and they get it in a short yardage, a short field. The kicker, the not the kicker, the punter, bad punt. And uh, now he's freaking doing some bag work on the bag, uh, on the go post. Shout out to Daniel Jones. Again, I like it. Like, dude, the dude is good, and he's being held. Yeah, Tate's being held the entire route, and they don't throw a flag. But, um, yeah, shout-out to Daniel Jones. Again, good quarterback. Nobody to throw the fucking football to. I like Daniel Jones a lot as a quarterback. Like, I like him a lot. Like, I think I said at the top of the podcast, I was like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants win this ballgame. And if I didn't say it, my apologies. I was kind of thinking about it. Or I said something to it. I don't know. Don't hold me to everything. I have a lot of thoughts, and I say a lot of stuff. Don't hold me to everything that I do and don't say, you know? By the way, I'm not, like, I, like I should mention this, I freaking broke my fast yesterday. I know I said it already, but it's like, Jesus Christ. That last 12 hours where I was like, I was like, yes, I get to eat in 12 hours. One of the worst 12-hour stretches of my entire life. I don't know, I don't know how, like, I'm not a woman, right? So I don't, I'm getting into really tricky territory. I'm not a woman, right? So I've never given birth, and I'll never give birth before. Or not before, but like ever. But Jesus Christ, man. I get contractions. <laughs> like I get... It's just like you're, you're suffering for like an extended period of time. But this beautiful, fantastic thing is going to happen at the end of your incredible amount of suffering, you know? It's like literally I remember like one point in the night, like literally my... Like I... I, I literally my hunger kept me up. After I went to sleep at like nine nine o'clock at night, I woke up at eleven and I was like, "Oh my god, my stomach is gurgling and it's keeping me up all night long." And I like at one point, 
I was so hungry that I like felt nauseous and I wanted to throw up. And I was like, if I eat something, then like it, like usually it's like when you're nauseous, it's like because of something you ate and it's like, it's the other way around. It was very, very confusing, but it's like, holy smokes, man. One of the worst stretches of my life or just like, I just suffered for like three to four hours straight, like a good quarter of that 12 hours, I was just like on the floor in my bathroom or in my bed, just like starving. It's terrible. So glad that I'm eating now again. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so glad now. Now I don't have to talk about freaking advertisements and stuff like that. And goodness gracious, man. Let me talk about Daniel Jones for a couple of minutes and uh, the NFC East. Because I, oh, oh yeah, by the way, I, I should have said this at the top of the podcast. I was going on this terrible, oh yeah, and let me also talk about this. Um, I recognize that I was fasting, you know, for religious reasons, and I'm just going to say that and not even explain it. Because, like, like sometimes whenever I fast, I have to explain it to my relatives. Um, they're like, 24, 24, why are you fasting? You know, like, we don't fast, we're Christians. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. It's like it's religious reasons, it's personal reasons, you know, like like God talks to us in different ways and stuff like that and communicates and demands different stuff from us and things of that nature. Don't I don't feel like I have to explain it, but I'm just like I'm going to lightly explain it, you know. Um but um like as I was fasting, I felt like I wasn't putting out my best work when it comes to podcast and I felt like I wasn't and it, and it was definitely because I was fasting and I tried to fucking push through it and I just I like I I don't want to use it as an excuse but I fucking tried and there were so many times where like the energy that I had for those days I used for the podcast and the, then it was like just like I freaking like laid around and sat around and was miserable you know so I apologize for uh the quality of the podcast over the last couple of days it, like it, it's gone it's gone we're gonna be back baby this is more this i'm gonna lie, i'm not gonna lie to you this is gonna be a very very chill podcast this episode i don't know if you've gotten the vibe yet i'm not really like casting it and doing it play by play i'm kind of just watching it and talking about it very lightly but um yeah like not really casting it uh so i should have said this at the top of the podcast i was going on this rant slash soliloquy of um of like uh of uh, of wide receivers and offenses in the NFL um on Tuesday and I was talking about how like Alabama wide receivers changed the game and I thought that the catalyst of it was Amari Cooper um it wasn't it was Julio Jones because I completely forgot by the way Julio Jones was a Alabama wide receiver and the reason why I know that is because Julio Jones was a um. I, I, I was watching Auburn versus um, Alabama from, I think, like 2012, 2011, somewhere around there, and uh, with, like, Cam Newton and Julio Jones, and they said, like, Julio Jones, and I was like, wait, Julio Jones was a Alabama wide receiver? And I was like, fuck, that's where it started from. So from Julio, then Amari, then Jerry and Henry, and then Jalen, and then Devontae, and then, I mean, and, and, then, and then it's like that guy, Mac Jones, by the way. I remember I was watching... Um, I wasn't watching, like, I sometimes get recommended Colin Cowherd videos, and Joel Klatt, I love Joel Klatt, he's awesome, he's so intelligent, um, Joel Klatt, he was talking about how, like, Mac Jones could be the next, um, great, like, quarterback that, you know, wasn't necessarily, um, that looked at until this year, you know, I think that's 
like a huge possibility. And I haven't really talked about him that much because I think his weapons are fucking awesome. But yeah, Mac Jones has been fantastic this fucking year. He's been fantastic. He's the Alabama, but if you don't know who he is, he's the Alabama quarterback. So he's been fucking fantastic. So I don't necessarily know um, if uh, I, I we'll see we'll see Alabama, but I, we'll see him play. But I mean, Alabama has the number one rated offense. So I mean, huge possibility he could potentially get you know, you know, like a like he could be a sought after quarterback. You know, the the truth is again, like I think after this draft there's going to be a couple of quarterbacks left maybe Spencer Rattler maybe uh Arch Manning in the next couple of years that could be like great quarterbacks uh franchise quarterbacks etc etc whatever you want to call them um but I like there's 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 pretty much none left like if people are expecting for example um you know, what was a big time draft where a lot of quarterbacks came out? Like, I think the 2019 draft with Kyler and Dwayne and obviously Daniel Jones. I love all three of them. Maybe not Dwayne Haskins as much, but I love Daniel and I love Kyler. Um, but I, I don't necessarily know if there's going to be a draft like that within the next couple of years where it's like, I would, I would, I would be fine paying Daniel Jones after the next, like, if he came to me right now and he's like um, GM of the Giants, I want like thirty million. I'm like done. Yes, one thousand percent. Because I think he's good. I just think the team sucks. Who's a defensive player for him? I couldn't name you one. I mean, I know. Um, I think his name is Gabriel or Jabril Peppers or Julius Peppers. I think it's Julius Peppers. I think not Jabril. It's Julius or Jabril Peppers. I can't remember which one. I know one was like a former pass rusher and one is like a safety, but I like I, I and Martinez, a former Packer, but I don't know their defense. Oh yeah, and Logan Ryan, the slot corner, twenty three, guy that tackled Dak Pre- that tackled Dak Prescott when he broke his ankle. He didn't do it maliciously, by the way. You know, but you know, gotta remember because you know. Oh yeah, by the way, he was awesome for Tennessee when it came to tackling and shit like that. But um. Yeah, like I know part again, I know I know shit about teams, but it's not like I know everything. Or just because I know like players on their teams, it doesn't necessarily make them good players. So yeah, but I'm I'm watching Carson Wentz, man, and here's the thing. The thing that worries me about Carson Wentz, this is just a bad play by Carson, right? This is at the end of the first quarter, and Carson doesn't have any time. Carson has a lot of time, excuse me. The Giants, they blitz him on this play. The offensive line picks it up. Can't blame it on the offense. Logan Ryan is blitzing, and they use the left tackle to cover him. And it's like, dude, throw the ball. Throw the ball away. Throw it away. Throw it away. Or you should check and have a hot route, have the running back come in and be like, hey, you're either going to chip and you're going to buy me time, which he did perfectly, I might add. And, um, and Carson Wentz, like, this is my problem with Carson Wentz, right? And he's 8 for 10 for 93 yards. He has not had a good game this game. He's thrown a touchdown. He has not had a good game this game. And when I watch him play, Carson Wentz play, it's like, dude, like, and people say, like, he's a franchise quarterback and this and that. But it's like, dude, like, like, that's on you. That intentional grounding that they got him because he had to throw the ball out of bounds because nobody was open. It's like, dude, you should be able to understand, okay, hey, man, like, I'm getting blitzed. Like, throw it away or have have some type of a quick route to go to 
So that way, you know, instead of just looking and looking and looking, it's not the wide receivers. It's not the offensive line, man. It's him. It's him. Like, I just, I don't, like, I don't get it whenever people try to defend him. Like, even if he wins this game, even if he wins this game and wins the one seed in the NFC, he's not doing it pretty. He should be one and five right now. Cincinnati should have beaten him. Like, like Joe Burrow is on a worse team and he almost beat Wentz. If, if, let me put it to you like this. If Joe Burrow was on this team, if, if he was on the Eagles team, would they or would they not be like two and five, three and three? Like, I think Joe Burrow right now is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. I've seen Joe Burrow play enough, and I've seen him actually carry a team where he doesn't have an offensive line, where he has rookies at wide receivers and an aging wide receiver, and he doesn't have a lot of tight ends, if any. I don't think he has any tight ends, by the way. And he has a very, very young, inexperienced head coach. Like, I've seen him operate with very, very little. And it's staggering to me, the results that you get with Joe Burrow. Like it's, it's very, it's very similar to who's a quarterback that doesn't have, that's, that really has, like, like a a lot of people have compared him to Tom Brady, right? And I don't, I I don't like to compare people. And when I compare people to people, I take pieces, I take small bite size um, parts of their game and I compare it to one another. I don't compare the whole thing. Like whenever I talk about Tom Brady and Dak Prescott, I'm talking about like whenever I, usually whenever I compare Dak and Tom it's usually I'm comparing their ability to distribute the ball like a point guard, right? Like Tom Brady, he doesn't care who you are. If I was on that field and if I was in some Bucks gears, a Bucks jersey and some shoulder pads, and if I was a wide receiver, he would throw me the ball if I was open, right? And the same thing goes with Dak Prescott. And when I watch Joe Burrow, he's cut from that same cloth. He will throw the ball to anybody who's open. But when I watch Carson Wentz play, there's some hesitation. There's some lack of like, distribution with the ball and it's weird to me because it's like dude like it doesn't matter how bad it doesn't matter whose last name is on the jersey what matters is that he's open it's just that simple and when I watch Joe Burrow play he will throw it to anybody with a pulse can you name me their wide receivers besides AJ Green and T Higgins because I can't I don't know who the third guy is I don't know who their tight ends are I know who Joe Mixon is I don't know who any of their offensive linemen are. That's not good. Let me get my water. But when I watch Joe Burrow play, like he doesn't have this issue of like, hey, I'm not going to give it to the no-name wide receivers, you know, because he doesn't have that luxury. So when I watch Carson play, it's like he's so underdeveloped as a quarterback. I, I Like... Like, he's not worth the money that you paid him. Give Joe Burrow some more weapons and some time. Like, I think he's better. Like, way better. Well, it's third and seven, and the Giants, they stop the uh, the Eagles inside the red zone. Mm. By the by... Shout out to JJ. There's like two or three JJs, Julio Jones, Jerry Judy, 
Justin Jefferson. Which one do you think I'm talking about? It's like they've all had good weeks. They've all they've all had fantastic seasons. I'm I'm talking to the uh, to number 18, Justin Jefferson. Big shout out to fucking him. Awesome wide out. Um, Chris Sims was not wrong having him as his second wide receiver prospect. He was wrong to put out Jerry Judy, but fuck JJ. All the JJs have been killing it. Julio has a big win. Um, Justin Jefferson has been fucking awesome. I can't wait to see these young wideouts, man. They're awesome. They are so awesome. It's so much fun to see some of these young guys come up and fucking just be awesome, you know, in the NFL. Like immediately and not take any time. Shout out to Big CD Lamb, number 88, new 88. He's going to be so fucking awesome for Dak going forward. So fucking awesome. I would just build the team around Dak and CD at this point. He probably, like, whenever I watch CD Lamb, like, CD Lamb already is, like, he's already more trustworthy to me than Amari Cooper. He doesn't have dips. He doesn't have, uh, like, valleys and peaks. He's just a consistent fucking dude. And when I watch him play, it's like, holy fuck, man. Like, he, he just needs more time to develop, and they're just easing him into the system, but fuck. He's so fucking awesome, man. CD fucking Lamb. Just all the all the young wide receivers this year. Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, big shout out to him. Uh uh Brandon Ayuk, Justin Jefferson already talked about him. I, I I talked a little bit about Jerry Judy. Fucking shout out to all the wide receivers drafted in this year last year's draft. They're fucking all of them are fucking killing it. LaVisca Shinalot, didn't forget about you, my guy. Shout out to him. Big shout out to Laviscus. Hopefully I'm saying his name marginally correct. <laughs> I'm like marginally. I don't know if I'm saying his last name or first name correct, but big shout out to him. Hopefully he's doing well. Fucking killing it with the Jags. Hold your head up high, young buck. Hold your head up high. Nothing to be ashamed of. Playing great. Doing what you need to do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I was like, I was like, why is a guy with an Eagles? insignia like on the giant sideline and i was like oh wait he's the eagles ball boy is that like allowed do they have the ball boys on the of the respective teams on the other sidelines is that a thing by the way they're showing um a sweet and a little girl this is like the best birth control ever by the way they're showing a little girl rolling around on a couch and they're showing like everybody else like seated at the seats that peer into the field and I'm like, that is a very good reason to not have a child before you're at like 30 or before you can handle them. Or before, better yet, you have like an actual partner that's going to like take your kid by the hand and be like, hey, daddy's got to go to work or whatever. It's uh, like, Jesus Christ. I mean, she's, you know, she's acting like a kid, but it's like, you know, like, you know, she's immature. And if you're immature, don't have a kid. Joe Judge has four kids. Oh, my God. He's a head coach, and he has four kids. The reason why I talked about that, by the way, the whole, like, kid thing is that the most important lesson I've ever learned in my entire life is seeing a fucking 14-year-old girl be, like, six, seven, eight months pregnant. And I kid you not. What? And, and this is my sophomore year of high school. 
was that a friend of mine got pregnant and she over the summer or not even over the summer. I think it was like during the school year when she was in fucking middle school. This is so creepy to me. Like, and it was so weird to me as like a, as like a 15 year old, because I was like, bro, that, that like, we're kind of young, right? We're super young to have like kids, right? To, you know, be fucking and stuff like that. That was like the thing that I, I was like, that, like, this is kind of weird, right? You know, some, and, and you know, some people, you know, the, like, like it, it's weird because like some people they're super sexual and they like when they're kids and it's, it's super weird, you know, to me at least like I've, I mean, I've seen interviews with people where they talk about losing their virginity at like 10 it's like what like that's so weird man and it's like that's like that, like that's abusive right like that's super fucking abusive and I saw like my my friend she got pregnant in fucking middle school and she came to high school like eight months pregnant and she was shorter than me and she was going and this is the fucking mind-blowing weird fucking thing she was going through puberty so she was shorter she was like four foot like three or four or five she was like fucking short man and she was going through puberty and she was like going going to have a growth spurt because she became taller but she was growing through puberty as she was fucking pregnant holy fuck man like that shit was like a fucking trip to me you know like that was weird to me where it's like, I see a 14-year-old who's going through puberty as she's fucking pregnant. I don't even know how that's physically impossible, you know? Like, she's not fully developed physically. Like, she's not the height that she is today. And she's still fucking, like, pregnant. That was the reason. That, like, that was good birth control for me. And then I got a girl. I didn't get a girl pregnant. Um, my freshman year of high school, but I got accused of it by like everybody. And then it was like, that was a mess. Like I almost got into fights, like, because dudes were like, they thought, I kid you not. This is actually a thing that happened in my high school. Dudes were like, um, they were like, you know, you're a deadbeat dad and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, I'm a virgin. <laughs> I'm like a 14 year old. I'm a 14 year old. This is like my first year of high school. And this girl is like eight months pregnant that I don't know who she is. And she started a rumor that I got her pregnant. And I was like, no, I'm a virgin. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then it was like, oh no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, he would never admit that. Of course he wouldn't. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. I'm like, how did that conversation get started? And, 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 the, and then I was like, the whole conversation got started because I saw a little girl rolling around on a couch because she's a kid. It's like, it's what she does. It's like, I have a 10 year old cousin. It's what technically she's not 10 anymore. She herself is in middle school. Holy fuck. That would be disturbing if she got fucking pregnant. Oh my God. That would be like the most disturbing fucking thing ever. Cause it's like a couple of years ago, she was playing on a trampoline and she was, you know, trying to cheerlead and she, she was a kid and now she, and, and it's like, can you imagine, you know, like being a kid and then being a mom. Oh my, like in the worst way possible. Where it's like, you're, you're on a trampoline, you're doing TikToks, you know, you're dancing, you're, you're a kid, right? And then you're a fucking mom. Fuck, that's disturbing. Anyways. Off of that, like really weird conversation. Freaking weird. I'm from a small town in Texas, dude. Like, 
the only thing to do in small towns is get into trouble. Like, that's it. It's like way too many kids got fucking pregnant where I lived. And it's like way too fucking young. And it was like, it was a known thing that people were like super promiscuous, right? I mean, kids were fucking on the stairs of the schools. Like, um, by the way, Daniel Jones just threw an interception. Not his fault. Uh, his tight end had had um had fucking like had fucking uh had the ball be deflected off of his hands but like kids were fucking on the stairs to lead up to the second floor of my school so yeah uh these kids were fucking animals <laughs> kids were fucking i remember one of the weirdest experiences of my entire fucking life two of my good friends like one, a, like a, one of my good friends, right? Maybe not one of my good friends, but like a, a, a friend of one of my good friends, right? And his girlfriend, they were like a year older because they had failed, you know, they had failed like class, but they were like, but they were fucking tall. Like they were almost, they, I, I was super short back then. So they were like maybe almost six feet tall. This girl was a fucking Amazon, super hot, right? And I remember this girl and this guy, right? Fucking in like the men's bathroom, <laughs> get this, right? He gets like the juvie. He get he goes to fucking juvie, right? <laughs> and she she stays at school. It's like, but they were like fourteen years old, right? And it, and I remember this, and I was like, and and it was like like everybody they were having sex, and that's where like everybody I guess started to fucking have sex because it's like, oh wait. If they can have sex, I guess everybody can. But they, and then it's like I remember one of my friends telling me this other kid that I knew, this absolute maniac. I remember so many of my kids, not of my kids, excuse me, so many of like the kids that I went to middle school with were fucking savages. Holy shit, they were almost, they're animals, man. And like the best way, but these kids were fucking wild, right? I remember one kid. Literally, I swear to God, this actually happened because it got sent to the nurse's office after this fucking happened, right? This kid. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if I should be saying this. This kid beat off. In the <laughs> oh, my God. This dude, man, fucking savage, beat off in the corner. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so wrong. He beat off in the corner of a classroom when the teacher told him to sit in the corner. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. It's one of the most fucked up things I've ever heard in my entire life. And as soon as I heard that, like, <laughs> I was like, why the fuck did this guy do that? And it's just like, because it could. And I wanted to. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, he just said, I can just imagine. The worst thing was, is that I, when I was a kid, when I was in middle school, I just imagined this guy just fucking in the corner, <laughs> just beating off, and the teacher didn't know what to fucking do. Because this guy, like, it's like, it's just, it's so disturbing. That's why it's funny. It's like, it's so fucking wrong that it's just hilarious. It's just so degenerative, you know? It's like, what is this horrible behavior? And how did it permeate through the entire school and then deep in a fucking high school? It's like, it's it's like that's the reason why this is funny. It's it's just so fucking disturbing, man. Holy shit. And I remember I asked him, because I knew I knew who he was. He wasn't like my friend. He was a friend of my friend. 
But I was like, I, like I asked him, and I and I was like, dude, like, why did you fucking beat off in the corner of the fucking teacher classroom? I was like, dude, why did you do that? And he's like, you know, I, uh, I would just, I just, I just wanted to, you know. And it's like the first thing that I imagined was I was like, damn, like, what did he imagine when he was beating up and stuff like that? I don't know. Oh my god. But yeah, like. Oh my god, and I remember, like, in high school, I, I was such a fucking poser. I had to, like, I sometimes lied about some of the shit that I would do. And I was like, why the fuck did I ever, and looking back in on it on it as, like, an adult, it's like, why the fuck did I lie about anything that I did in, like, in high school when literally all I needed to do was just, like, look around and be like, this shit is not normal, you know? Shit is so fucking weird. I, I knew kids that like did heroin in middle school or cocaine or like, like it was, let me tell you something. I I knew football players on my team. I'm trying not to mention where I am. I I've said it on the podcast where I'm from, but I'm trying not to get, I'm not, I'm not saying where I'm from here on the podcast because I just don't want people to look it up. But, um, like there were kids on my football team on the football team that did cocaine. And it was like a known thing that they did cocaine. And it's like, how did you pass a drug test? I don't really know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't, like, tight with football players and shit like that. I was actually kind of a nerd, if you can tell. But I knew, like, football players that fucking did cocaine. And I remember um, a friend of mine. It, a lot of these stories I'm finding out are, like, friend of a friend, you know? But um, a lot, like, um, one of my friends, he was talking to me about this one football player who bullied me in fucking high school. Like, fucking... I remember... I remember, and I'm five foot seven, 140 pounds, and I was actually like 50 pounds, actually. And I remember I was fat, and I was unathletic. And this football player who was like six foot five, he was a defensive lineman, fucking was calling me the N word, calling me the bitch N word, you know, calling me a bitch N word. He was black, um, and and just being like really, really fucking shitty to me for like four years straight. And when I was in my fucking senior year, he started to throw like paper balls at my face. And I have anger issues. So I fucking was like, I was like, I'm, I'm going to fuck this six foot motherfucker up if he throws another piece of paper at me. So <clears throat> when, um, and I would have gotten fucked up for sure, by the way. But um, I go over to him and his friend and they just like, they're giggling like schoolgirls, And I'm just like, you know, and I say, hey, like, hey, bro, like if you fucking, I didn't, I, I didn't curse back then. But I was like, hey, bro, if you like throw another paper ball at me I'm gonna tear you a new one and I said it exactly how I just said it I was like I said it calm and I said it coldly and I said it with like extreme violence because I was gonna fucking jump over my fucking desk and beat the shit out of this guy I was like hey bro if you fucking do that to me again I will jump over this desk and tear you a new one and I said it to him just like I told you how I said it to you and um He's like, oh, 24, 24, you know, I'm just fucking around. You know, not fucking around. He didn't say that. He's like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And I was like, dude, I don't care. If you throw another paper ball at me, I'm going to tear you a new one. And he didn't. And I was sitting there and I was like waiting and waiting and waiting. Because like we had gone, like the teacher had kind of like broken us up to talk and stuff like that. And during that break, I was like, I, I said that shit to him. And I was like. And I was just sitting there just waiting and waiting and waiting in anticipation because I'm like, there's no way this guy isn't going to do it. And he fucking didn't. He didn't do it at all. And I remember and I remember like sitting there and I was like just waiting for him to fucking retaliate, you know, and beat the shit out of me if I retaliated against him. You know, and he didn't. 
It's one of the more, it was one of like the most life lesson, one of the, one of the like biggest life moments I've ever had where it's like, you know, you don't puss out to a bully. <laughs> like you don't puss out. You fucking stand your ground. They're fucking um, faux lions, you know, they're fake, you know, like everybody who says they're an alpha male isn't really an alpha male, you know? It's like that, where it's like, if you have to tell somebody you're an alpha male, you're not really an alpha male. I knew some hard-ass dudes, pause on that. I knew fucking dudes that fucking would, like, get into fights, would be extremely violent, would lift weights, all that hard shit. And I knew dudes like that. And, uh, like, I, I can tell when a dude is fucking, like, violent. Because they would just be violent, you know? It's not like, they, it's not like they turn it on or turn it off. It's like, dude, if you say some shit, it's on, you know? And um, it's the dudes that are like, there's so many fake tough guys out there, you know, like even I'm even in high school, I kind of was. It's like there's so many fake tough guys out there. And it's like, listen, man, there's a difference when you get run up on by three guys and, you you know, you, that toughness wears out pretty fucking thin, you know. It's like, yeah, you know, you're tough until three guys pull up on you and you fucking are, you know, by yourself and none of your boys are around you. And it's like, cool, bro, you know, pull up. I got three of my guys. You got none. Who do you think is going to win? You know? But um, a lot of dudes are like that fake toughness and shit like that. And, um, you know, like I kind of what like every every dude is. But like bullies are fucking pussies. You know, that's just what it is. <clears throat> By the way, Carson went through a end zone interception. Uh, just a bad fucking throw. I don't know what the fuck this guy is thinking. I don't know what he's doing at all. By the way, he threw it when he didn't need to throw it. And it was like, it was like just a dumbass decision. And again, it's like, I watched Burrow. It's not like I watched that throw. It's not on his offensive line. Like tomorrow people are going to talk about, well, if Carson Wentz needs more, gets like more weapons at an offense. Like, dude, this is the Giants. This isn't, you know, the Saints. It's the Giants, bro. He's against the Giants. You know? It's like, listen, my guy. You know, this shit is not hard. He threw a cross-body throw, and he let it hang in the air because he thinks that he's Patrick Mahomes. Like, and this is the issue. Everybody sucks off Carson Wentz. This is my problem with him. Like, because Patrick Mahomes did it last week, right? Uh, or he did it against the Raiders, where he had two disgusting cross... He did everything that you're not supposed to do as a quarterback, and he got away with it because it's Patrick Mahomes, and his arm talent is off the fucking charts. And Carson Wentz just did it, and he did it once, and it almost worked. He did it one time where the where he let the ball just hang in the air. And he's like, cool, I'm Carson Wentz. I'll just throw across my body because I'm big, and my guy almost caught it, and that means that I get to do it again. Except this time where the ball was fucking disgustingly thrown, <clears throat> and the DB just sees it, and he just makes a pick on the ball, and it's a fucking end zone interception. It's like, fuck, man. It's not the offensive line. It's Carson Wentz. His defense, like, after giving up a, a quick um, touchdown by Daniel Jones, his defense has held firm, held strong. Give it up to him. I mean, it's the Giants, but it's like, like, give it up to the defense. They're doing a fantastic job containing Daniel Jones and the Giants offense. It's really not hard to do, especially without Saquon Barkley. But, I mean, fuck. Like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Speaking of Saquon, let me, let me put out this interesting perspective, right? So, 
If I'm the Giants, right? Oh, wait. The Giants are going for it on fourth and seven. Let me see it. Oh, no. They're not going to go for it. They're just going to let it go down to the two-minute warning. Yep. So, let me put out an interesting perspective for you. I've talked about wide receivers a little bit and how... um. And how like wide receivers are um are, are kind of going to, like like there's a abundance of like good wide receivers in the draft and stuff like that. But um I, I think it's just like by the way, I if you're going to wide receivers are different from running backs. I wouldn't go into I wouldn't like go into the mentality of a wide receiver the same way that I would with a running back, right? Where it's like a running back, it's like they're a dime a dozen, you can replace them. If you draft a wide receiver, and if you like that wide receiver and you think he's going to be a great wide receiver for you, pay him. Like, there's a difference in paying a wide receiver and paying a running back. Don't pay a running back. Pay a wide receiver. You like the wide receiver, pay the wide receiver. If you don't like the running back, uh, don't, if you like the running back, don't pay the running back. They're a dime a dozen. Literally, they are. But um, I was let me put out this interesting proposition for you, right? You're the Giants. Saquon Barkley is in his third year, going into his fourth next year. He gets hurt in this season. He's out for the entire season. I think he tore his ACL. He's out for the entire season. Do you draft a running back? Maybe not in the first round, but in the draft, right? I would go with Najee Harris. Najee Harris in the second or third round. Um, I wouldn't go Travis Eaton or Etni or whatever his last name is. I wouldn't go with him in the in the first round. I would be patient and wait on the second or third round. If I'm Dallas, I'm doing the exact same thing, by the way. I'm just being like, hey, guys, we're getting a core. We're not doing this shit with Zeke. We're not having this bell cow back shit. We're doing it by a running back by committee approach. We're doing that shit. We're not doing this fucking bell cow back bullshit. Notice all the bell cow backs suck, by the way, this year. Besides, um, what's his face? Derrick Henry. Like he's the only one that doesn't like notice how it's like, well, maybe not suck. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's not the best way of describing it, but notice like the best running backs in the league that have been bell cow backs hurt Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. Notice that there's a reason for it. Even Ezekiel Elliott production way down. Go by running back by committee. It's the smartest way. If you do this bell cow by this bell cow back, um, dumbass shit, there it, it doesn't work as efficiently as uh, as long as uh, as people think it is. Don't do it. It's stupid. <clears throat> Even look at like for example, the Saints. Like, yeah, they have Alvin Kamara, but they have Latavius Murray, and they sub him in constantly. Like, they they use Alvin Kamara, like, in different ways other than in the run game, but they also use him, like, in the passing game as well. As a runner, not as a runner, but, like, as a wide receiver and as a, um, as a pass blocker. Anyways. Kind of talked about Travis Eaton and the Giants potentially drafting him a little bit, which I think would be 
the smart way to go. I think it would be like, you know, like Saquon always gets hurt. Hurt, excuse me. Don't want to pay him. Get Najee Harris. Get a bell cow back if you want him. I love what what they're kind of doing with Deion Lewis and Devonte uh, Freeman. Get newer running backs in the draft. Don't just get like you know guys off the street from the Patriots and the Falcons. But um, yeah, get those guys. Don't fucking sign Saquon to a big deal contract. Why? Why? Can anyone tell me why? Oh, he had a good rookie year. Look at the last two years. Hurt and hurt. Pretty much season-ending injuries, by the way. Why would you sign him? Even if he has a good year next year, what's the guarantee that he doesn't get hurt again next year or the year after? Right? Okay. Now you get it. So, get a running back after that. But more importantly, interestingly with the NFCs, maybe the majority of the teams are going to be top 10, top 15. If Dallas loses uh, this weekend, more likely than not, they're probably going to be like a top 10, top 15 drafting like team, right? So at that point, would you, if you're the Cowboys, not the Cowboys, but at that point, let me, let me put something on you. Let me put some game on you, right? So Washington, their offense, they suck. Like defensively, they're going to need some pieces here and there, but offensively is where like they really are in dire need of help, right? They need a running back. Um, I would not put it past Ron Rivera, for example, to reach and get a running back and be like, we're just going to fucking play this style of offense where we're just going to fucking like be like, oh, hold up. Sorry about that. I would not put it past Ron Rivera where he's just going to be like, yeah, we're just going to play this style of offense. Where we're just going to fucking like, God damn it, I'm trying to screw this thing into my microphone stand. Get in. I don't know why. I fucking can't fucking get this shit in. This goddamn hole. Anyways. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, I was talking about the NFC East and Ron Rivera potentially drafting a running back. I wouldn't put it past him to draft a running back. Here's the thing about Ron Rivera. He doesn't, like, like as I was watching Auburn play, I kind of thought, in the Patriots especially, I kind of thought to myself, I was like, they really didn't help him in Carolina, like, as a player. Like, they didn't really try to develop him as a quarterback didn't really try to like as much as I like him as a defensive coach it's like man like they really left him out on an island by himself to like to figure all that shit out it's like fuck man like they gotta be better man than that Carolina does but it kind of like begs the question it's like you're not going defensive line again because you went defensive line for like the last couple of seasons. It's like if you're the um, the Washington football team, do you fucking like get eaten in the first round to like because everybody's getting running backs in the FCs because Dallas got Zeke and then uh, the Giants got Saquon and then the Washington football team got Darius Geis, who's now just done in the league because he's a fucking domestic abuser. 
fucking beats the shit out of women. Fucking, fucking degenerate. But, um, and then, uh, the Eagles, they have Miles Sanders. So if you're the Washington football team, you know, to replace Darius Geis and then, uh, Adrian Peterson, do you then go out <clears throat> and get fucking, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, and tr- do you get Travis Eaton or do you just like get a wide receiver? Because the entire NFC East is going to be drafting top 15 more likely than not, you know, maybe not the winner, but most of the NFC East, right? So you got Jamar Chase, who I think could potentially be a top five pick Jalen Waddle and Devonte Smith, who Dallas should 1000% pass on. I love both of them. I love all three of the guys. Uh, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Smith. I love them all, but it's like, you know, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. <clears throat> Even if you trade away Michael Gallup or release him, it's like you don't really need another wide receiver. You, you have Cedric Wilson. But um, maybe not Cedric Wilson. He may, he may not be consistent, but, you know, we'll see. But, um, you know, like, like, like you have options if you're Dallas. You really need defense. Your defense fucking sucks. Holy fuck. Fuck, they suck. But it's like, you know, you're going to get a crack. Most of the NFC East teams are going to get a crack at a top-tier wide receiver, you know? Point is, if you're the Giants, if you're Washington, and maybe even the Eagles, do you take a swing? Do you crack? Do you bang it open? Do you get a wide receiver? Do you take one in the first in, in the first round? Or are you going to take yet another defensive player or try to get Jalen Rager, who I don't even know. What number does he wear? He's not on the field right now. It's this one of the main targets for Carson Wentz is this guy, Fulgram. And he'd try to throw it to him back of the end zone. Third, Ted. It's like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like some of this stuff is kind of obvious where it's like, hmm, one of the best wide receivers in the uh, in the draft. Maybe we should get him. I don't know. At least it's obvious to me what teams should do. But, you know, teams, they have their own opinions. They have their own reasons to do things and things of that nature. You know, they don't have to abide by my laws and by my rules. It's not like I own the team. I think this draft is going to be very, very interesting to see how and where certain players are going to go and what they're going to do and things of that nature. Oh. Man, if that stadium was uh, fucking filled with fans, which it has fans in the stadium, yeah, he dropped a touchdown pass. Fulgrim, 13, dropped it. I'm like, yep, they're going to boo. I saw Alshon Jeffrey play with the Raiders. He was not dropping uh, a lot of passes. <laughs> not going to lie to you. This has, not been a, this has not been a great, like, couple of minutes of the of the first half. Uh, the, what, what are they called? The Eagles? Fuck. The Eagles, they missed a chip shot. Uh, Deion Lewis fumbled the football, and uh, <clears throat> the Eagles... They couldn't go up 13 to 7. So, I mean, now it's 10 to 7 right now. So, great job, Eagles. 
fantastic job. <clears throat> As I'm about to go underneath my blanket, because I am kind of cold. And fast forward through halftime and a bajillion ads and things of that nature. Oh my god. Wow. These are a bunch of ads. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to stall for time just a little bit, and it's like, I'm, I'm expecting my fast forward to just get to the fucking end of the advertisement and advertisements, and they just don't. How incredible is it? Can I say this about Aaron Andrews? How incredible is it that she's 40 years old? And I swear to God, man, I, because I've, like, you never think about this with Aaron Andrews, right? <clears throat> and these, like, sideline reporters and how, like, long they've been doing it. But how incredible is it that she's, like, 40 years old and she doesn't look like, like, she looks like she's fucking 28. It's like, what? I remember, like, I remember I watched, like, um, the Fox game day. And they had Carissa Thompson on, and she's like in her late thirties, and it's like she, like she, she looks like she's thirty. It's like, 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 how do these women not age? You know, I don't get it. Oh, it's because they don't have kids. <laughs> it's because they don't have to put their bodies in stress. They don't have to stress about having kids. And, you know, running around, like, like not to say that maliciously, obviously, but it's like, you know, like, they don't have to put their bodies through that. And they don't have to fucking, you know, like, run around and chase after kids and freaking, like, change their diapers and, you know, play with them and do all that shit that causes them to age and stuff like that. <clears throat> like, that's why. That's why they look stupidly young. Again, not maliciously, by the way. I'm not saying that maliciously. Hopefully, they have kids later on in life, you know, if they want to. But, um, yeah, like, they're fucking, you know, this isn't their, uh, they're, 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 they're 40. And they look like they're fucking, well, I mean, I've, well, that's not true. I mean, I've seen women with kids, well, a lot of kids, with young kids. I've seen women, like, that are 40, that fucking, that are, like, that are hot. You know, they look like they're 28, maybe not like, like, like they look like they're, they're older women and they have kids, but they're hot. You know, it's this, you know, it's, it's just the fact that there's better body care routines. That's the problem. You know, maybe not the problem because it's like, you know, you get a lot more hot, older women, you know, it's like, like, is it me? Maybe it's me. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I remember I saw my sixth grade teacher. She was just an absolute cunt to me. Even she was super hot. Like, she was mean. She was... I was like, this lady is super fucking hot. I was like, I don't... And, and I was a kid, and she would always, like... She was that mean teacher that would always, like, get me into trouble and shit. And I'm like... Like, like, you know, I don't like her as a person, but I'm like, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Like, she's kind of hot. This is how, like, <laughs> you know how, you know how I don't know, like, no girl watches this because of, like, the way that I'm talking right now. 
Like, I don't get how women are, are freaking aging and stuff like that. And then I'm freaking talking about the weirdest shit ever. <clears throat> Christ. I, you know, one day, I promise you, man, one day I'm going to get canceled. One day, somebody's going to, like, look back at this podcast. They're going to be, they're going to take statements out of context. They're going to be like, let's fucking cancel that shithead. Speaking of shithead, computer's at 6% battery. I got to plug it in. Hold on. Hold on. Let me plug it in really, really quickly. My microphone stand is going to fall fall down, maybe. Nope. Oh, it's not. All right. Let me plug it in. My microphone may go out. Hopefully it does not. Did it go out? Did it stay in? I don't know. Anyways. As I continue this, my internet, I kid you not, I have been, my internet on my computer, I kid you not, I have been like looking at this webpage, not load in for over an hour. And I'm like, seriously? Yeah, my internet is still, my, my internet on my computer is still fucking shot. Honestly. It's like, I gotta do shit, you know, after this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be up until like five, but then it's like the weekend, and but I'm technically done, you know. Did it finally get on the internet? Did it finally? No, it didn't. Of course, it didn't. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, Erin Andrews like looking like she's 28. Like I thought that like like you know like she doesn't look like she's like you know in her mid 20s. Well, technically she does. But it's like, you know that's not true because you've seen her for like 10 years. So it's like, wait, like, so she was 15 when she was, you know, reporting, you know, on the sidelines. It's like, you know, that's not true. But it's like, it's so weird to watch her be in her, like, be a part of, like, my Sundays and now my Thursdays for, like, the last 10 years. And I, like, see her be in these, like, frozen and in, in terrible climates. Like, she goes to Foxborough. And it's like, she doesn't age. Like, at all, whatsoever. Speaking of it, people that don't age, shout out to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. They don't look like they're 50, by the way. Troy Troy Aikman still looks like he could sling a pretty good football today, by the way. And he's big, too. Like, Troy Aikman's a big dude. Not to say he's fat. He's not fat. He's, like, he looks like he could still go outside right now and start slinging a couple footballs. Okay. Oh my god. I remember I saw a Jamaican pilot. I used to fly planes. Not saw, but like my uh my one of my flight instructors, he was a Jamaican pilot. Yes, I used to fly airplanes. He was a Jamaican pilot. Was he a Jamaican pilot? Yeah, he was. He was from Jamaica. He didn't have a Jamaican accent. Which is why I had to like remember if he was from Jamaica. He was definitely from the Caribbean. <clears throat> and he was like, he was so fucking hard on me. And I remember him being so fucking hard on me. And it was like, I didn't understand it because he was like, he looked like he was 28 years old. Like he looked like he was in his mid twenties or like, like in his late twenties. And I couldn't understand how this guy had like so much wisdom. And he was like, so fucking like, like on my ass, like every single, like he was like 24, like show up, like fucking do you work, do this, do that. Right. 
I was like, dude, like, how, like, how are you on me, man? Like, you're fucking 28 years old. You're like, you're teaching, like, you're talking to me like, like, you know, like I'm your kid or something like that. So he's, so he told me one time, so me and him and a couple of other people were out of like, we're out of, you know, like a serious environment. We're out of like, we're not flying anymore. We're not like, you know, we're, 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 we're chilling. We're shoot, we're chewing the fat, right. With a bunch of other pilots and people that, and, and the secretary and stuff like that, who was uh, a pilot's girlfriend, by the way. And we're shooting the shit. And uh, I'm like the youngest dude in there because I'm like 16 and they're like all in their late 20s, right? And they're all adults. And um, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking, we're chopping it up. And it gets around like he has a kid and he, <laughs> he's like 40. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, what? I'm like, wait, bro, you're 40? He's like, yeah, like, yes, 24, I'm 40. It's like, what, 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 like, we got a problem? I'm like, no, we don't got a problem. I'm like, bro, I thought you were like 28. And the girl, the secretary, she's like, yeah, like, I thought he was 28 too. I'm like, damn, like, oh, that explains. And then I was like, that explains a lot. But I had like social anxiety. I still do. And I couldn't really like talk that much. But, you know, it was like, I, I've seen into my future. I'm, I'm like, listen, man, good black, they don't crack. Do you want to know why? Because we properly fucking hydrate our skin, bitch. We put on lotion. Put on lotion. That's why your skin gets itchy in this in the winter. Because your skin is dried out. And it's cold. And your skin, I, I think it's like freaking coldness. I don't, I don't know the science of it. But it, your skin dries out quicker in the fucking winter or whatever. And your skin becomes cracked and peeled and flaky and shit. I remember this disgusting kid in middle school. God, another middle school story. Disgusting fucking kid had a disgusting sunburn on his neck. Thank God I'm black, so I never have to deal with sunburns. By the way, so many fucking kids made fun of me for being black by saying like, oh, you're you're not going to get sunburn, Arden, or 24. And I remember... um. And I remember um, them saying that, and it's like, I saw this one kid fucking, he sat in front of me in my math class in eighth grade. This kid would scratch his neck after he had a sunburn, and his fucking flakes from his skin would fall down on my fucking desk as he would scratch his disgusting fucking sunburn, and they would get on my fucking desk and like freaking get in this pile of flaky, dead, disgusting fucking skin. God. Jesus Christ. Good black does not crack, my friend. I'd rather be black than be fucking. And he was he was a gender too, so his you know his. Is that is that mean? He was redheaded. Well, I mean, te- no, there's a difference in being redheaded and being a gender. Weirdly enough, like I had, I dated a redheaded girl, for example. I mean, t- technically, I guess she was a gender, but I don't remember her. Like she was tan, which is weird. Like she was like tannish, like she was kind of fair skinned. She wasn't like like illuminescent, you know, like that really really pale white. Like I dated a gender girl, you know, before. Well, I mean, a redheaded girl, but she wasn't, like, she wasn't pale-skinned, you know? She had, like, freckles, she had red hair, but she wasn't, like, weirdly enough, she wasn't, like, pale-pale, you know? He was fucking pale, which is why I'm gonna call him a ginger, because he was redheaded, and he had, and his skin color was very, very pale. 
He was a fucking ginger. And um, he fucking had a sunburn like guy. And I had to ask the teacher. I was like, hey, can you tell this kid to fucking stop scratching his disgusting fucking neck and scraping his dead skin on my fucking desk like a fucking degenerate? It's like now that I look back at my middle school and then I like compare notes with like other kids from other middle schools that I went to college with. It's like, yeah, my middle school is not normal. Not normal. By the way, they have Jalen Hurts um, in the ball game right now. I'm just like, what's the point? They're running the read option with him. And it's like, here's like, here's the reason why I don't like the read option as much as I do in the NFL. Do you want and let me take this wig of water first? Hold on. Let me top off my water more specifically. Here's why I don't like the the read option as much in the NFL as I like it in college. You have to be super fucking fast and super smarting super fucking smart to run that shit in pros. Like I rem like defensive tackles are longer, they're lengthier, they're stronger and they're faster than defensive tackles and defensive uh defensive tackles in college. The same thing goes with the NFL or not in the NFL, but um with defensive ends, excuse me, in the NFL. And then you have the DBs that are able to properly read it. Like unless you're Lamar Jackson or Cam Newton, like it really and even Cam Newton it doesn't really work that much for Cam. Like Unless you are a very specific player, it, that that style of offense really doesn't work in the pros. It's just easy to read, and you only get like two yards on the play, you know? Like, Taysom Hill is super fast, you know? Like, he's super athletic. Not to say Jalen isn't athletic, it's just he's not fast like Taysom. It's like I'm not I'm not a big fan of like the read option in the pros as I am in high school and in college, you know. It's like one of those things that just like better players eliminates it completely. It's like, yeah, you can kind of run it with Lamar, but you know. Like the whole concept of like Lamar running it is that He's super smart with reading the defense and reading the guy that he's supposed to read. And he knows, like, okay, you know, like, if, if he's here and if the ball is in my hands and if I have this and, and if we're blocking this specific way, if we're doing it, he knows what to do in relation to what his team and uh, what the opposition are doing. Like, he's a super smart player, and he doesn't get the credit for it. But, yeah, like. What a surprise. Lamar Jackson is an awesome player. I got a pee. <laughs> They're showing, like, the Giants right now. By the way, if you're wondering, 24 has the score changed. Um, It's about to. Because <laughs> Daniel Jones, no! Daniel! No! God damn it! He, st he stumbles. And as soon as I'm, like, ripping on the read option play, Daniel Jones fucking takes it. And I guess this is uh, a, uh, a reason to run the read option. Um, because the uh, the Giants, they didn't, not the Giants, the Eagles defense didn't suspect it at all. And um, Daniel Jones just ran through the entirety of the Eagles defense. 
Where's the safety? There he is. <laughs> and then Daniel Jones, he just stumbles on his feet. And he almost had like one of the longest quarterback runs for like a touchdown, like ever. It's like, wait, Daniel, like, what are you doing? My guy. It's like, that's one of my guys. It's out there, bang. And it's like, I'm like, where's the safety? Safety can't look into the backfield. Safety has to run and play keep up. Not keep up, but um, catch up, excuse me. And then he just stumbles out his way to running in for a walk-in touchdown. It's like, Daniel, just stand on your two feet, man. Come on, man. Pitch play to Evan Ingram, and it doesn't work. Yep. I hate how they're using Evan Ingram. He is such a fucking good player. And and this is this is Jason Garrett, like this is Jason Garrett to a T man. Where Jason Garrett just has like no idea how to use that player, the tight end, besides just like block. Just block. Hey block. Hey, if you're a tight end, just block. Just block. Or we're gonna use screens. And we're gonna pretend like you're George Kittle. He kind of is. Like he's 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 more of a receiving tight end than a you know than a wide receiver, not than a wide receiver, but but than a blocking. And it's like, dude, like you know, like use him in space. He should be the uh, the blanket, the security blanket for Daniel Jones. And it's like 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 use him like like come on, man, give him the ball. God. Yes, it's gonna be third and goal now. I'm really interested in this drive because I'm like, I want to see the Giants score. Third and goal at the three-yard line. I'll talk about Andrew Thomas in like a second. Bang. Daniel Jones. Incomplete pass. Stavin Ingram. Yep, P.I. Nicole Roby Coleman. He was the guy, by the way, if you don't know who he is. He was the guy that committed P.I. Um, against the Saints that the rest didn't call. And, yep, he did it again. And then I love how he gets up from the play and then he starts flexing as if he didn't just like <laughs> commit an illegal penalty on a tight end and then give them a new set of downs at the one. It's like, dude, you know, just because it happened in the NFC Championship game doesn't mean that it's always going to happen to you. But, um, <laughs> God, man. Like, just, you know, like, can, can can you use Evan Ingram a little bit better? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you have to hand the ball off to him on every single, not hand the ball off, but give him the ball, like, on every single fucking play. But, like, Jesus Christ, man. Give him the ball, please. And by the way, they're showing Saquon Barkley up, up in the up in the suite, dapping up people, saying, there go my quarterback. There goes my baby. There goes my destiny. There's only one from me. I'll call my baby. You don't know who that, who sung that. You're not black. I don't call. I was pulling up the car with a na na na. I don't care how bad I sung it. You don't know that song. I got a problem. Oh my god. Hold on. Let me um.
do that. Let me try and see if my microphone will fucking stay where it is. Where's that song? It had Snoop Dogg in it, and God damn it, my phone didn't charge again. Here it is. There she goes. There she, it, it pulls up some dumbass Usher song. Song? What the fuck? I don't care about Usher. You better put on that Charlie Wilson. And then I get some dumbass Verizon commercial. AT&T, bitch. You don't know this song. I got a problem. Let me tell you something. My dad, a lot of times when we would be driving to school, he would he would put it on like soul and R&B, and I wouldn't know. Oh, here's the best song, uh, best part of the song. Weird enough that in the music video, Snoop Dogg is in this music video for some weird reason. Shout out to him. Kind of. Um, apparently, he cheated on his wife with Selena Powell. And apparently, they showed his, um, his music video in, um, <clears throat> in fucking... Um, they showed his wife in this music video, by the way. By the by, um, I'm going to be fucking playing Doom Eternal this weekend. Not the DLC, I'm just going to be playing it for fun. One of these motherfuckers on console fucking beat the game on Ultra Nightmare like a fucking animal. Fucking savage. How the fuck do you beat this game on Ultra Nightmare on fucking console? I don't understand that shit. That shit is so hard, man. I died in um in um in the cultist base one time in 13 minutes on nightmare. And I was like, "Cool, I feel proud of myself." You know? <laughs> like I feel really solid. I feel really proud of myself. Hold on, let me um freaking put my phone in its charger. By the way, hold on, let me let me pause the game here. I don't care if my I don't I don't really care that much about my game day picks right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I care about my game day picks, but it's like, I don't, like, this game is kind of a toss-up. Carson Wentz loses this. I'm fucking roasting the fuck out of him. Holy shit, if he fucking loses this game, I'm roasting the fuck out of Carson Wentz. If he loses, if he loses this game, I am going to obliterate him tomorrow. Jesus Christ. I'm like, this division is literally the Eagles to lose, and it's like, holy shit, there's literally no excuse. Everybody in the NFC East is hurt. Like, literally, Dallas was going to curb stomp the NFC East this year with Dak. And it's like, wait, Dak's hurt? Oh, great. This is awesome for us. We don't have to go up against the Cowboys this year um, at full strength. And it's like, 
literally Carson Wentz is no excuse tomorrow. Like if he, I am going to rip him a new asshole if he doesn't fucking win this game today. Holy fuck, man. <clears throat> Let me make sure my phone is charging because I've put it in that fucking charger before and it has not charged even though I've put it in that goddamn charger. It's like, bro, I put you in that charger for a reason and that reason, reason excuse me, is to charge. Hold up. You better be charging over here. Is it charging? I think so. Hold on. Let me unplug it and then let me plug it back in. Because that's what worked last night. Yeah, now it's charging. Like, I plugged it in last night and, like, I like I checked in on it and it was, like, right now it's at 3% battery. And I freaking did the exact same thing here. I, I like, plugged it in and then I plugged it back out. And then I was like, wait, like, what the fuck? Like, why, why is it not charged? Had 3% battery right now. It had 3% battery last night when I plugged it back in. Or not plugged it back in, but like plugged it in to charge. And then it just didn't charge at all. By the way, the Eagles get another three and out. Yeah, Carson Wentz doesn't have any fucking excuses anymore. Like, if I'm the Eagles here, and if I'm drafting in the top 10, do you want to know what I'm fucking doing? I'm looking for one of these teams that's overvaluating Carson Wentz. And I'm like, get him the fuck out of Philly, bro. This is bad. Like I said, I like, like I said, like I, uh, like I said, I, I don't know what I said at the beginning of the podcast. I don't think I properly articulated myself. I I should have said that Carson Wentz should win this game easily. Like this is one of those games where it's like no offensive line, no, um, no, like your defense has played very well if you're the Eagles, right? It's just you've given the Giants so many fucking chances if you're the Eagles to fucking score, and again. They have another, they went three and out. They're not having any sustained drives. The Giants aren't a good defensive team. They aren't. And it's like, I'm watching the Giants and the Eagles. It's 14 and 10. Giants. Shout out to Dana Jones. Shout out. But it's like, bro, like you don't have any excuses. By the way, Andrew Thomas, apparently for breaking protocols with... The Giants, he, he was, like, fined from the team. He was, like, fined or suspended. It was, like, a light suspended suspension from the team. It was weird, you know? Like, I've never heard of an offensive lineman getting into trouble besides, like, Will uh, Richie Incognito, like, acting a fool and stuff like that. You know? I just saw one of the Giants receivers flop. When Nicole Roby Colbinson, because he was getting in it. It was like, it was reminiscent of that Odell Beckham, you know, scrap where um, him and Josh Norman were going at it, but it wasn't like as volatile, you know? <clears throat> Bang. Yeah. Yeah, but Carson wants he fucking needs to do it. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a big fourth quarter because this is what he always does, by the way. Should also mention this. And this is why I'm not necessarily, like, sweating it that much. I'm like, like, how the fuck is this guy still in this game? Like, this game, like, 20, bang, bang, bang. Like, 20, they don't have good corners. They don't have uh, a good safety, the Giants. It's like, bro, how do you not win this game by now? Ooh, Ingram tries to hurdle somebody and he just doesn't. 
that's just frustration by Ingram because he's like, bro, I don't get the ball at all. And if I do get the ball, it's in an underneath route that it's like, like, dude, like, goodness gracious. So Evan Ingram, yeah, he's just trying to make a play. Giants, they booted away. But yeah, Carson Wentz should fucking win this game by now. Like this game should have been um, wrapped up. But I kind of started a thought and I didn't finish it. What I was trying to say was um, like Carson Wentz always has big fourth quarters and the worst way possible in in the sense of like he plays incredibly well in the fourth quarter when things don't matter, you know? He doesn't really play well. Like, a lot of people are like, woo, they came within two of beating the Ravens. Woo, great job, Eagles. Great job. You guys really, really gave it to the Eagles. Woo, you guys almost beat the Eagles, right? And it's like, well, why didn't he do that for the entire game? Why didn't he do that in the third quarter? You know? It's not like the Ravens just were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to... Pack it in in the third or or in the fourth quarter. It's like no, like, why do you think he was so fantastic in the fourth quarter as opposed to every other quarter in the in in the game? I'm just you know I'm just just asking questions. <clears throat> but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he clutches it out and wins. Maybe not clutches it out. But has a significantly better fourth quarter, and he's not against, you know, the Ravens this weekend. Or not even this weekend. But this Thursday night is against uh, the Giants. And uh, the Giants, they fucking suck. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was able to clutch it out and win them the, the football game. Second and seven. He clutches it. Throws it for Graham. Ingram. I don't know who he's looking for. He, like, clutches it. And by clutches it, I mean he, like, pulls the ball down. Like, he pumps, pulls the ball down, looks back across the field to the right side for Fulgham. For Fulgham. He catches it. Good thing. But it's short. And it's like, it's one of those things that you hear all the time about Carson Wentz where he doesn't properly, like, go through his reads. And what he does is he tunnel visions, right? So in this particular case, Carson Wentz seems to be tunnel visioning on 13 Fulgrim. And I wonder if the Giants have made that read yet. Play action, roll out to the right. It's caught also Greg Ward Jr., number 84. Like, they're really trying to use Greg Ward Jr. and Fulgrim a lot. The uh, the Eagles are. And slash or Carson wins. It's not really using the tight ends. Like, the tight ends really haven't been involved that much with the offense. Um, Deshaun Jackson even has in, I don't know, like their first round, by the way, uh, great pick Eagles, not getting Justin Jefferson, your future number one wide receiver. Who's killing it in fucking Minnesota. Thank you for not doing that. I was so happy draft night that they didn't steal Justin Jefferson. Holy fuck. I was so happy that they didn't take Justin Jefferson and uh nice catch by Fulgrim. Yeah, he's awesome. He's been fantastic for them. But, uh, yeah, like, Carson Tunnel Visions. Like, that's another issue that I've seen from Carson where he just, like, it's like, oh, yeah, like, my guy that I like, I'm going to throw it to him, and if you don't like it, then suck my dick. 
<clears throat> it's going to be first and goal. Travis Fulgham. Notice how, like, by the way, I, I even said it. I kind of called it. I was like, I feel like Carson Wentz is going to clutch it out. Notice how he kind of, like, started to pull it out. Like, he's starting to play a lot better third, fourth quarter, right? Got to wonder why that is, right? Where it's like, for the first and the second quarter, he pretty much played like a corpse, you know? Like, he was just dead. Now he's come alive like Frankenstein, and now he's making plays, you know? Oh, wait, Jalen Hurts is in the lineup now. Where's Carson? Bottom of the screen. I mean, it could be a back shoulder fade to Carson Wentz. Nope. It's a pitch. Uh, it's an option pitch play, and it just doesn't work. Why wouldn't you just run that with Carson Wentz? Like, like, like if they know the personnel, right? If they know that Jalen Hurts is on the field, right? They know because you use him as a runner and you don't throw the football with Jalen Hurts, they know that the ball, more likely than not, is going to go to him. So what's the point of even having him on the football field? Like, you would have gotten better results with the exact same play if it was Carson Wentz over, like, Jalen Hurts. Because at least then it would have been like, okay, maybe Carson Wentz runs it here. Maybe he doesn't. But now it's like... If you take him off the, it, not off the field, but if you take him from being under center and you put Jalen Hurts, everybody's going to be like, hey, they're running it with Hurts. They're not stupid. Yeah, I love Daniel Jones, man. He's awesome. He is so awesome. You know, I was so low on him when he came out of Duke and the Giants, they drafted him, and I was like, wow, Dwayne Haskins is so much better, right? Kind of fell. Uh, I had rose-colored tinted glasses, but, I mean, he is he is awesome. I don't care what the stats are. I don't care what the rating is. His team sucks balls. Almost beat the Steelers, and his team, ladies and gentlemen, say it with me, sucks balls. Third and goal, Carson Wentz tries to just run it. I don't even know. I don't know what it is. It, I think it's a design quarterback run. I think it's a design quarterback draw here. Yeah, it is. Is it? Is it? Wait, wait, wait a second. He had two guys open on crossing routes in the back of the end zone. Let me check it out. And they run routes. Yeah, they're running routes. He had a he had two guys open in the back of the end zone. Not one, but like two. I don't think it was a I don't think it was a design quarterback run. Let me look at it. Let me look at it. I gotta pee. I'll 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 pee first and then I'll talk about this. Cause this is what I cause this is what I've seen or not seen heard from uh from players. Where they say Carson Wentz doesn't run the offense that Doug Williams or Greg, yeah, I think his name is no, it's it's Doug Peterson wants to run, and because of that, people are pissed off at him. And it started with Zach Ertz and how he was like, "I'm gonna only throw the football to Zach Ertz, and I'm not gonna uh, run the plays as designed." And now it's here 
where he just like he literally fucking had two guys open in the back of the end zone and and it's like it's not a, it looks like a design quarterback run because he just takes off with the ball it's not it's a handoff or not a handoff it's supposed to be a a a, a, a quick pass it's not I don't know. I'm going to play a little bit of Mad Villain. Um, one of my favorite songs on the album. I got a peep. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mid Mad, excuse me, and MF Doom, Mad Villain. MF, yeah, I mean, whatever you want to call him. Um, MF Doom and Mid Mad on Raid. Ladies and gentlemen, 24 podcast. Really? I got the fucking glitch. Piss off. I got the glitch. So, again, um, just fantastic. Just issues with my computer. Just over and over and fucking over, man. Fuck, man. I get fucking issues with my computer not being able. You want to know the dumb thing? I can connect to certain internets. Not internets. God, that sounds so dumb. Makes me sound like a boomer. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't fucking play anything. So I've I've uh I've unfortunately I I don't know, man. Like sometimes I get these like weird I don't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to figure this shit out later. Um I'll be back in a couple minutes, ladies and gentlemen, twenty first podcast. Sorry about that. I'm going to have to fucking, after this, I'm going to have to run like some system diagnostics or something on my computer because my computer is bugging right now. Holy shit. It's like how many, like this problem is starting to become like super consistent where I just like can't play audio sometimes or not even audio, but like audio or video. And then I like, if I go to like a, like, and then my internet is shot like, I can't connect to certain Wi-Fis on my computer. It's like, what the fuck, man? What is up? Jesus Christ. Anyways. Um, I was talking about this Carson Wentz play where it doesn't look like a design quarterback draw. 
and it and Carson Wentz kind of acts like it is and it's like this play will probably go under the radar because he's got fucking not one but two guys in the end zone and it's like I don't know if wide receivers would try this fucking hard on this play and I also wouldn't understand why a team would run a quarterback draw seven yards out from the end zone you know but the middle of the they they have the look. The middle of the field is open. Like the safeties, they creep down as soon as they see Carson Wentz like start to run and it leaves both of these wide receivers. That's why they're so fucking open. Because Carson Wentz just starts taking off and running. And yet like yeah, it's not a design run because nobody's blocking up the field. Like, the, I, I was watching the tight end on this play, and I was like, okay, on this play, the tight end should get the um, the safety or the linebacker who's covering him, and he just doesn't. He He's running around. Like, all of them are running rounds. And it's like, oh, that's just Carson Wentz being fucking Carson Wentz. Let me see if Joe Buck and Troy Aikman picked up on it, where, where they were like, wait, uh, two guys were open. Why didn't he throw it? Let me see it. Let me see if they recognize it. Yeah, they didn't pick up on it. Like, that wasn't a play that was supposed to be designed like that. Like, they didn't design it like that. It's just a back shoulder fade for... Number 89 uh, for Butler, and I'm guessing the fans are booing. Nope. They don't boo. It's a back shoulder fade... For um, Butler, Logan Ryan, one of the corners, he's, he was late getting out there. It's a bunch of hand fighting, and, I mean, it's incomplete. On fourth down, by the way. Yeah, this is really bad for Wentz, man. Like, stupidly bad. Yeah. You know, I saw something similar a couple of weeks earlier. And Lane Johnson, uh, wow. Is he a big human being? I don't remember him being that big. But, um, you know, I, I talked about this with the Red River Bowl in early October with Spencer Rattler and Sam Ellinger. I talked about how, like, at halftime, or not even at halftime, but, like, I think midway through the second quarter, he was benched. Rattler was benched. And um, it was because he was hot gunning it and shot gunning it, and he was doing whatever he wanted to do because he's Spencer Rattler. He's a quarterback, and he gets to sling the ball, and he's a gunslinger, and he'll do whatever he wants to do, right? Talked about that. But um, in the second in, in the second quarter, they benched his ass because he was like, no, because they were like, no, you're not doing what you want to do. You run our goddamn playbook. And in the second half, they ran his goddamn playbook, and he played well, even if he wasn't making big plays in the passing game. Like, it wasn't, like he didn't throw for, like, 500 yards but he fucking won the game 
And he did it. He made a lot of big plays with his legs instead of with his arm, you know. And he just executed. And Joel Klatt was talking about it on the broadcast. He was like, he just executed his scheme, right? And that's what mattered. He just executed his scheme, right? He put his ego and his talent on the bench. He fucking was humble and he understood what he needed to do when he went out into the football field. Speaking of humble, shout out to Daniel Jones. He's probably going to win it. Carson Wentz. He may like Daniel Jones may have a really, really nice series against the uh, the Eagles right now. I don't mind being wrong about this because I love Daniel Jones. He's awesome. I think everybody has this bad impression about him because he plays for the Giants. But I mean, again, who are his players? You know, (laughs) who's a center? (laughs) Who's his running back? Oh, Saquon. Oh, you know, he's he's out for the season, right? You know, like who's his starting running back? Because I mean, that can change from game to game, you know. But, um, you know, I, I bring up that Spencer Rattler story about how he got benched in the first half and then he didn't in the second half and how he had, you know, left his ego and stuff like that and played for the team. They won and all that stuff to say, essentially, Carson Wentz isn't that guy. He's the type of guy that he's like, well, I know what I want to do. And what I want to do is run a designed uh, quarterback run instead of looking for one of my guys in the back of the end zone like the head coach is schemed for, you know. Like, the the thing that kind of irks me sometimes whenever I watch Carson Wentz is he kind of plays with an air about him of, like, arrogance. Like, he's Aaron Rodgers or something like that when he hasn't even won a Super Bowl yet. You know? Daniel Jones, again, gets wrapped up and oof. Wow. Daniel Jones literally should have gotten sacked on this play. And um, he's been feeling the pressure all night long. And he just like slides out of a tackle. I kid you not. Slides out of a fucking tackle. And almost gets sacked twice really. And he just like makes a smart dumb decision to like check it down to the running back. And the running back takes it up the field for like six yards instead of getting sacked. Wow. He's really good. I was wrong about him. I'm not going to continue to be wrong about him. He's really good. So, anything else to talk about? I mean, we're talk we're it's it's neat even to the fourth quarter. There's like 10 minutes left. <clears throat> Let me see it. Bag handoff. Hmm. It's gonna be third down and three. They thought that he was uh that his knee touched the ground before he went down or before he gained extra yards. Jones is going for it. Oh, oh, almost caught it too. It's PI against uh what's his face? One of the Eagles DBs. And it's and it's the usual suspect. Golden Tate again. Yeah. Yeah. 
Shout out to uh, to Tony Karini's god-awful coaching staff. Literally, I've seen this been called like every single time because t- Tony Karini's coaching staff is an idiot. It's where I, it's, it's the, uh, it's the holding where literally the DB grabs the wide receiver's arm to pull him back, to slow him down, and to also restrict his ability to catch the ball with two hands instead of one. It's pass interference. He interferes, you know, saying, just saying. Yeah, it takes a shot way too high. I mean, this is a nice drive by Jones. Like, he's taken, like, four minutes off the clock. Let me just unscrew this dumbass screw. This isn't working, like, at all. It's like Daniel Jones has been getting pressured all fucking night long by the Eagles. Like, disturbingly so. Where he just has not had... Actually, I gotta put the screw in. It's, like, the only thing that makes this, like, marginally tolerable but it's like daniel jones has been under pressure all fucking game long and um they're putting together the giants are putting together a really really solid ass drive right now they're just running down the field right now against the eagles bang bang none of his guys are open none of his guys by the way are going down the field and he just checks it down to the running back who uh, i think got another first down Taking off a lot of clock. Potentially making this a two-point possession, by the way. Where the Eagles have only scored ten points this game. Deion Lewis with a big gain. Yeah, this is uh, this is shades of the Cowboys defense where, you know, the Cowboys defense, they're, they're entitled babies. You know, where they're like, oh, we should have stopped them. We should have stopped them. You know, our coaching staff sucks. They're not very good. And it's like the same thing with the Eagles defense where I'm like, I'm just watching them and they're just like, yeah, they've given up. Yep. Yep. They're like, oh, we should have won this game. Daniel Jones isn't very good. It's first and 10 at the 13-yard line of the, uh, the Eagles now. He's literally gone like 90-something yards in... um in like on this drive and he's made this drive be like a six minute long drive depending on if he continues you know to burn a clock you could potentially make this an eight minute drive which would be nightmarish for the eagles because their offense doesn't have anybody that can score quickly and people will yet again tomorrow be like oh, carson wentz doesn't have anybody to throw the football to if you're the giants you want to cash in six here you don't want to go down or not go down but you don't want to make this like 17 to 10 you know you want to score here but um their screenplay with the tight end it didn't work they lost four yards so it's going to be second and 14 daniel jones quick pass to the back do you go for it here on fourth down if you're the giants though Mm. i'm not sure it's going to be third and nine now Joe Judge, Jason Garrett talking to one another. Graham Gano, bang, kicker. Third and go- third and nine. I, I said I was trying to say third and goal. They got to get to the three yard line, and they're at the twelve. 
Daniel Jones, deep, deep drop back, quick pass to Sterling Shepard. Oh, he got the first down, maybe. Mm. Maybe not. They do. This is the axe. They got to go fast. Doug Peterson should uh, should challenge this. They got to go fast. They Okay, they got the ball off. Okay, fine. That's good. Is it weird that I want the Giants to win even though I picked against them? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. This this officiating staff is terrible. Doug Peterson um, threw his challenge flag out, but it may have been way too late. They they got a play off. It should like it, they didn't blow the play dead. They can't go back and review the um the play that happened like the play before. Like that that would be the Cleveland game all over again. Don't open that can of worms. Move on. Take the L, fucking act like you didn't see it. Like, because the worst thing would be is if you found out that the, that the Giants didn't get the first fucking down, and then you were like, oh, yeah, like, like, like the worst thing, don't, don't open that can of worms if you're the staff. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah, they would have gotten the challenge. They would have won it, but um I don't know when Doug Peterson threw the flag. They're showing me the play, but they're not showing me the first down marker. But he was 1,000% down, sure. And I was like, they got to get the ball off because uh, the rest, they missed that one. And I was like, get the ball off stupidly quickly because Doug Peterson easily missed an, an easy-ass challenge flag. And let me tell you something. Tomorrow, technically today, because it's like 1, almost 2 o'clock in the morning, people are going to be like, Doug Peterson doesn't deserve a job in the NFL. Get him out of the league. He sucks. He couldn't properly challenge a uh, challenge a clock call and blah blah blah. Right? Like you're gonna see that tomorrow, technically today, um, like all day long. Like coaches miss challenges all the fucking time. Don't think that it properly qualifies you or disqualifies you. Uh, for being a coach if you don't challenge something correctly. Third and goal at the two-yard line of the Giants here. Easy money for Daniel Jones. He should run it in if the look isn't there. Let's see what he does. Bang. Quick pass. Oh, beautiful job. Beautiful job. The read was there. Sterling Shepard. God damn it. No, no, it is Sterling Shepard. It, it's Sterling Sharp. That's Shannon Sharp's brother. How did I think? I'm so dumb, man. Like, sometimes I'm I'm so fucking dumb. It's 20 to 10. It is Sterling Shepard with the touchdown. That took, like, over two hours for me to correct. It's like, Sterling Shepard is Shannon Sharp's brother. It's like, 
It's like, no, he's not. Sterling Sharp, what am I doing? Oh, my God. Pulling out the coop with the lock. 12-12 with the stop. Busting out with the lock. I just hit the lick with the lock. I just, whatever that Roddy Rich song. I just hit the lick with the lock. I just hit the pitch with the drop. Put up, hold up the whole damn wheel. I'm going to get lazy. I, 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 I don't know. By the way, their scoring drive was uh, seven minutes fifty uh, seconds. I don't care that I don't know the lyrics to the sound to the song. By the way, I don't care. Yeah, that's bad. Um, let's see. Oh, by the way, uh, six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Just in case if you're you're not on the up and up on how bad it is for the Eagles. Um, this this is it, man. This is the like. Remember how I was like, oh yeah, the like I felt like the Eagles had this division, dude. If the Giants win it, holy fuck. I mean, the Cowboys. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I've been thinking about it. I don't know if Chase Young is gonna play this weekend. I think he is. I may pick the Cowboys to beat the uh, the Washington football team. I am so down on the Cowboys, but uh. Cowboys love shitting on the on on the Washington football team, man. Love it, love it. First and ten now. Wentz almost throws an interception. I mean, that oh he's getting booed right now. He should he should one thousand percent get booed right now. Hold on. <clears throat> and by the way, that last drive by Daniel Jones, clutch. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to be in the statistics. It's not going to be game-winning drives, fourth-quarter comeback. It's not going to be in that shit. He just extended the league to essentially make it a in-winnable game for the Eagles. It's not going to be in the statistics. Troy Aikman just said it's the best drive of the season. I would highly agree with that. He's, uh, he, he again, Daniel Jones is awesome. And I was like, you know, um, I, I was talking about how, like, Carson Wentz could be clutch here and things of that nature. But, I mean, he's getting outplayed by fucking Daniel Jones. It's shades of Dak Prescott four, five years ago, where Dak Prescott outplayed him, ironically enough, close to Halloween. It was Halloween night in 2016 on Sunday Night Football, where Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz fucking battled it out in Dallas in overtime, by the way. And Dak Prescott shone brighter than Carson Wentz. And ladies and gentlemen, I think we got another star in Daniel Jones in the division. Again, he's awesome. I don't have anything bad to say about Daniel Jones, like... Honestly, I love him. Right? Weirdly enough, there's Eagle fans in the stadium. No booze. No booze. Like, I would have thought there would have been some booze. No booze. So, you know, it's got to, it's going to be interesting, you know, because he's, again, and I've seen this, and he gets sacked. I've seen this with Wentz, man. I've seen it where he just, like, does his own thing, and he turns it on in the fourth quarter, you know, where he's like, hey, man, I'm not really going to try that much, because I've seen him do it against Dak, right, where it's almost like he's taunting 
the quarterback a little bit where he's like we're the opposition where he's like you know I'm gonna do my own thing I'm not really gonna score but I'm gonna turn it on in the fourth quarter right in the third in the, in the third and the fourth quarter really in the fourth quarter specifically I'm gonna turn it on right I'm gonna score a bunch of points I'm gonna turn it on right he does it all the time against Dak Prescott he's doing it now against Daniel Jones and I don't get it where it's like dude if you played like well in the fourth and and, and the Giants aren't a good football team and it's just Carson Wentz is playing like garbage, man. And I remember, like, everybody, after, like, a couple of good games from Wentz, everybody was like, and I even kind of bought into it a little bit. Here we go. Bang, right? Check this shit out, right? Check this shit out, right? Five minutes left in the ball game. Carson Wentz throws a beautiful, I mean, this is a beautiful ball. From his 20 all the way to, like, the 30, not the 30, the uh, the 28 of the Giants. 28, 27, maybe 26. And, I mean, this is a teardrop of a throw. And it's like, I know, I've seen this shit before. Because I'm like, this is Carson Wentz. Where it's like, I, what did I say? What did I say? He's going to pull it out, right? He's going to fucking, you know, do some, do some shit like this, right? It's like, oh man, I got, I got to play for real now. You know, we could potentially lose the game. I'm not going to try and win the game for the first three quarters. It's only in the fourth quarter, you know, where I'm going to fucking win or try to win. I'm not going to do what my coach says. I'm not going to make big plays. I'm not going to throw down the football field. I want to get my stats and my completion percentage up. What I'm going to do is everything but fucking win the game until it's time to fucking win the game. It's like, this isn't a way to play the sport. To not win until, like, you have to? It's like, what? Like... This is why I'm so low on Carson Wentz, man. Like, everybody's like, woo, Carson Wentz, woo. It's like, why couldn't he do this all game? And I I remember, like, a couple of years ago, right, when um when he sat out for the rest of the year with um, a back injury, right? And I saw him play up against Dallas. And people were like, that game where he lost against Dallas, either in overtime, whichever Dallas game it was, uh, that was the game that he had apparently had such an incredible back pain that he couldn't throw the football properly so it affected his play but I saw him play way better in the fourth quarter not because you know he's clutch or he's co or you know he's got the mamba gene or whatever or the Michael Jordan it wasn't like that at all it was it was just like he was getting outshone by Dak and he was like oh I gotta fucking make a play here right like that's how I perceive it As I fast forward to the rest of this shit, to the rest of the uh, the World Series advertisements, didn't get to see a whole lot of it yesterday. I saw some of it, didn't get to see a whole lot. It's first and goal now. Four minutes, forty-two seconds left in the fourth quarter. Mm-mm-mm. If they get it, if they get to two point conversion here, it's going to be a three point game. If they score a touchdown here, bang, they do. 
If they get the two, it's going to be a three-point game. Whoa. Flag. There it is. One of the um, one of the uh, the linebackers for the Giants comes in late and hits uh, Ward Jr. Greg Ward Jr. late. It's the guy who's covering him. Why do they have a linebacker against him? I don't know if Greg Ward Jr. was talking shit. I don't really care. Great catch by him. And it's like wow, like that's a that's another dime piece by Carson Wentz where he throws out in front of him where. The linebacker can't make a play on the football, and it's perfectly thrown. And it's like, dude, like, how do you not, like, do this more? Do it more in the game. Like, fuck. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be so low on him if he fucking did this for the entirety of the football game. But he doesn't. He doesn't. Oh, no. Greg Ward Jr. shoved um, the linebacker to the ground. Okay, that was in the linebacker retaliated. And then they threw the flag on the linebacker. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, why did the linebacker just out of nowhere just shove Greg Ward Jr. and get in his face? And then I was like, oh, it's because Greg Ward Jr. shoved him in the face. And that caused the retaliation. So that's going to be uh, the two point at the one. Let's see what happens here. Bang. It's a handoff to Carson Wentz. And he doesn't get it. And he fumbles it. I guess not, and uh, it's going to be 16 at 21. Let's see if the uh, the Eagles have life on defense and stop them. Yeah, I don't. I don't get Carson Wentz at all. I don't get. It. I don't. I don't like. He's way too. Like to be able to. Like to be able to talk about his plays to like speculate. You know, it's like what I'm saying is like speculation. It's not like concrete information. But I'm like I. I feel like sometimes he just like doesn't try as hard as he probably should to like win a football game you know daniel jones has been sweet you know let's see if he uh, continues to be it i don't know how um daniel jones i don't know how like because even i expected this play on first down where the giants were just going to run it up the middle because this is jason garrett 101 and um, for some weird reason, the Eagles they just they just don't make a play. I don't I don't get it. First and ten. Three minutes. Oh yeah. By the way, they got a first down on that run. Like on some of these last drives, they've like just gotten chunk plays in the running game it seems like they're gonna run it again here yep goodness gracious that looks like ezekiel elliott out there huh it's that 22 guy gallman jr they've essentially stopped i think he's their third running back on their list they're they've been they've they're sick of Dion lewis and Devonte freeman and they're like let's just go with 22 man he's better he may be a younger player like a rookie like an undrafted free agent at rookie. You yeah. know. So we'll see what happens. They're showing how many rushing yards the Giants have. They have 127 in this half. How many minutes left? Three minutes. Yep. Got to call their first time out. Technically, it's their second time out. 
but first of the drive. And then it's like if you're the Eagles, you got to hope that Carson Wentz can essentially do what he did again on a short o'clock. Let's see if the uh, – I mean, the, the Giants, they haven't thrown once this drive. Like, Eagles, can we recognize? Like, you're not – like, come on. You're not freaking like, you know, you're not like they're not running the ball. <clears throat> Should Saquon in the crib. Second and seven. Bang, they snap it to him, hand off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just they're not running. They're not throwing it. Like, what do you think that they're going to run when they have three tight ends on the field and one running back and you're down by, like, five points? It's 21 to 16. You're down by five points, and there's two minutes or a little bit over two minutes left in the ballgame. It's like, what do you think is going to happen, my guy? You're going to run the football. <laughs> Come on, man. Like this, this, this Eagles defense isn't very good. Not Eagles. Giants defense isn't very good. Like, and what Carson Wentz just did on that last drive, he should have been able to have done for the entirety of the ball game. Daniel Jones, oof, off the hand, had the game-winning throw to Ingram off his hands. I mean. Oof, and it's just, I, I don't know how he doesn't catch that. Yeah. Well, maybe a little bit too far in front of him. It kind of did hit his fingertips. I don't know. I'm not really going to stress so much about it. And Deshaun Jackson is hurt. Yep. Yep. Looks like a late hit on one of the uh the freaking um oof. It's like it was a uh it was a late hit and kind of a dirty hit on from one of the Giants players. <clears throat> So now it's going to be first and 10 at the 29-yard line of the Eagles. Bang, quick pass, first down, two-minute warning. So you may actually see Carson Wentz win this game. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I picked the Eagles, but I was like, Daniel Jones has played a pretty good game so far. Let's see it. All right, they're showing off. All of the fine folks that work on the games for Sunday Night Football and things of that nature. And for Fox, I guess. Wentz. Bang. They break the snap. Break the huddle. 1 minute 55 seconds left. One, uh, Not 1. 21 to 16 at the 40-yard line. First and 10 of the Eagles. 40-yard line of the Eagles. 
Wentz, they snap it to him. Wentz rolls out to his right, throws down across his body. It's caught 85. Hmm. Inside the Giants' 30-yard line. Mm-mm-mm. It's kind of like he's turning it on, isn't he? You know, when he has his hands on the ball, just starts to turn it on. Almost as if he do- just doesn't play well at all. In the fourth quarter. Or not in the fourth quarter, but in the first three. There he is. Yep. Yep. P.I. But then before that, I was like, I thought he was going to go to the seam route. He did not. Mm. I think Goldman may have bought it or not bought it, but faked it a little bit too much. Maybe they'll buy it. Oh, no, they do. First and 10 now. So it's going to be one minute, 21 seconds left in the first quarter. 21-yard line of the Giants here. Bang. Hand off. Trying to burn some clock here, and they even gain like 13 yards. The Eagles do. I'm tired. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning right now. Constantly showing the run play here. I want to see the actual, you know, game. So that way I can go to sleep here. Let me unrecline because I'm starting to get, like, stupidly tired. As they pan to Daniel Jones on the sideline here. Pulling out the coop with the lock. Hold it. What is Roddy Rich sing? Pulling out the coop with the lock. I just... 12 with the lock. Busting out the bell with the lock. I just hit the blick with the lock. I just hit the bitch with the drop. Hold up the whole damn wheel. I'ma get laid. I, I, you know I know know these doggone lyrics. First and goal at the nine-yard line. Yeah, what did I say? Pulls it out, right? Fourth quarter. Strange, isn't it? It's like it's strange how he does this, right? And And whenever people were, like, freaking out about the Ravens game, I was like, he does this all the time. You do realize this, right? And he, do, he does this all the time. Like everybody's on the up and up. He, he, he does this all the time. Okay. All right. I'm just making sure. He does this all the time, by the way. As I watch... Daniel Jones, Giants on looking each other, showing the contention for the NFC East. I think of the Eagles, they win it, they're a game ahead. If they lose it, they're like a game behind, a game and a half behind, I think. Eagles, quick, oh, dude, no! No, Wentz, what are you doing? The read was there. 
He's go and what did I say? What did I say? Let me let me talk about this. Let me talk about this. And again, red zone just weirdness. Wince. What the fuck are you doing? Hold on. Let me take a swig. As a matter of fact, let me just drink all of it and let me talk about this. By the way, Wentz is 24 of 41 for 341 yards, one touchdown and a pick. No bueno. Let me show you something. On this third, on this second and goal play from the five, he has one of his guys working the inside, right? Bang. It's his tight end. He's got one-on-one coverage with him. He's running like some type of read option, play action play. And he in in this is like typical West Coast like offense. I don't give a fuck what people say about Doug Peterson as a head coach. He is a fantastic head coach. It's because of this play that he's a fantastic coach. Watch this shit. I'm about to describe it to you, right? I'm not very good at describing plays, but I'll try. So it is a two-by-two concept, meaning that two guys are on both sides of the field, the right and the left, right? So in this concept, it's designed to move the safety over, right? That's supposed to be guarding Greg Ward Jr. or whoever is the extra man. It's, it's essentially supposed to overload the left side, which is the strong side, and the back side is going to kind of run, is kind of going to like go like, like they're, the, the guy on the right side is supposed to kind of like act like he's going to the right, but then he's going to break off back to the inside, right? And there's going to be all of this space for him to be open because there's going to be pre-snap motion, and as the and as the man who's in motion moves to the other side of the the formation, that's when Wentz is supposed to snap the ball, and he's supposed to look for his fucking tight end, and Wentz has a goddamn touchdown. If he just goes with the read, which is the tight end, I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's JJ Arcega Whiteside. It could be a tight end. It could like he's big. I don't know, but I mean, why I always get it confused. But it's like he has him wide open if he just fucking looks and stays with his read. He just has it. He has it. He has it right there. Bang. He looks. He's he's working against. It's Arcega Whiteside, and he has Arcega Whiteside if he just hangs with him. Hang with him, Wits. And it, and as soon as he's open, he bang just looks away and. Look at him. He's beating him. Hang with him. And you have a wide open touchdown. That's what the play is designed for. It's designed to get the guy. And hell, you can even look him off. Give him some fucking help. And act like you're going to look for the left side. Look at the left side. Right? And he kind of does. He stares off. I mean, this is perfectly executed. He stares off the safety. Bang! There he is. Just throw the ball. Throw the fucking ball. And he doesn't... He sees that he's open. And he doesn't throw the ball. And he throws it in the back of the end zone. And it's like, dude. There's a wide open touchdown pass in the back of the end zone. 
and you had our Sega white side and it's like fucking just look let's see if they if let's see if Troy Aikman and Joe Buck saw what I saw fans should be booing fans aren't booing this this is probably a very rich crowd regular fans would be booing the fuck out of him right now Let's see if they recognize it. They're silent. Yeah, they're not talking about it. It's like, it's perfectly designed. It's a perfectly designed play. And you want to know who he throws it to? He throws it to Greg Ward Jr., one of his guys. Wide open touchdown pass. He's like, no. No. Oh my god, dude! I just like I think they're gonna win it because they um they got one of the uh the Giants on a PI. Shout out to Daniel Jones. Even like even if he loses, I I'm, I was so happy for him how he played this game. But it's like I just I don't get what Carson Wentz is doing. Like he literally passed up a touchdown pass, a touchdown. Excuse me. Now they get a reset of downs. It's going to be first and goal, like close to the one or something like that. And it's just like, I don't get it, man. Like, even if the Eagles win, like, it just doesn't matter to me. Because it's like, dude, like, how are you, how are you going to play? Like, like you, you can't do that. You can't just give up a touchdown because it's not your guy, you know? Hand off to the running back. They stuff him on first down. Flags fly. What is it? Holding it looks like maybe on the offense. Let me see it. Oh, no. They got they got um, a face mask on the offense, and that's going to be 15 yards, right? Yeah, and he just grabbed. Jason Kelsey is literally grabbing that D-tackle by his helmet. God, man, I just, I just, I don't, I don't get it, you know, I really don't understand it with Wentz, wide open touchdown pass, just gave it up, it's gonna be first and goal, Giants 18 yard line, still inside the red zone, make no mistake about that, but I mean, you're deeper, you know, Did he catch that? Boston Scott for a touchdown with the Eagles. 40 seconds left. Beautiful ball, by the way, by Carson Wentz. Owner for the uh, the Eagles kind of sweating it. They're going for two here. That's got to be so fucking frustrating for Doug Peterson. Bang, bang. Yep. Bang. Mm. I don't care if they want it. 
I don't care that they won it. I don't care if they win it. That was a fucking abysmal showdown by Wentz. That was fucking garbage. Like, and what did I say? What did I say, man? He has this uncanny ability to fucking just pull it out, to fucking do a whole lot in the fourth quarter, right? Well, that's a weird formation. Or they have like, it, well, that is so weird. Wait, are they going to run a play out of it? Why are they going to run a play out of that formation? Uh, they had three offensive linemen on the, um, on the line of scrimmage and two of them were out wide with Wentz and like other players. And then they had like a full back in protection. And I was like, they're not going to snap a play out of this. Right. And they fucking do. They do. And I don't know what the play call was. I don't know what the fuck that was. That's like the McAfee kick in, in, in Indianapolis where it's like, dude, like, what the fuck is that? I don't get it at all. I don't know what the fuck Hurts is doing out there. I don't know what the Eagles are doing. Yeah, I don't get that at all. Hmm. 22-21 is the current score. Deshaun. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, that was a little bit overthrown for Evan Ingram. Deshaun him. Use the massage, the the massaging thing on his leg. I was kind of wondering on one of his kicks why he kind of kicked it lower, not lower, but like shorter than normal. You know, I was like, that's kind of weird. First and ten, twenty-five yard line of the Giants. Quick pass. By the way, they have four, um thirty-five seconds left in the ball game. Hold on. Looks like it may be coming back. Holding. Yep. Is there a 10-second runoff? That's going to be first and 10 at the 15 of the Giants. Bang. Bang. And he just checks it down. Once again, Evan Ingram. He checked it down on first down. Now now Daniel Jones is going to have to take shots. You got 29 seconds. I I'm going to put on my best Tony Romo hat. You got 29 seconds left. You're going to have to take some shots. Like You're going to have to get in the field goal range. Graham Gano is hurt. Daniel Jones is going to have to take some shots. See if he does on second and 12. Let's see. Second and 12, bang. They snap it to him. Daniel Jones. Ugh, strip sack, ball game. 
Great game by Daniel. Freaking played his heart out. Cannot. You cannot be mad about Daniel Jones. And what he fucking did tonight. For that team. Where he fucking put his team on his fucking back. And did all he could to fucking win this goddamn game. And, you know, just, just wasn't enough. I like what he did this game over what Carson Wentz did. Let me put it to you like that. Played fucking four quarters. He tried. Did his best. I don't give a fuck that the Eagles won. They lost this game. Because the better quarterback is on the other team. And he has fuck all for a team. Ladies and gentlemen. This has been uh, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. I don't have anything to play me out with, so um, I'm going to restart my computer, and I'm going to brush my teeth, freaking hop into bed, upload this podcast, peace the fuck out, not peace the fuck out, go to sleep, and, um, you know, that's it. Um, I'll see you um, today, later on, for like game day picks and stuff like that. All right, I'll see you later.